strapped on excuse me because it's gonna be a long fucking show don't you can't don't. you can't you can't leave There's, you can't go to the bathroom. i can leave anytime i want no no that's that's how this works no you, you, we've had this, we've, we talked about this last time you can't just get up and shit whenever you want i am mm-hmm. legally allowed to leave if this takes I, more than 15 I had, minutes no, i've i got emails all about it i've heard about it they're like what is this what is this about going to the bathroom on the air? I I will go to the bathroom right here, right now, no. if you force well, me well, to. Well, you can if you were, uh, you know, an adult. Support. Well, what, what am I? I don't know. You, you'll have to clarify. Hey, when, when, when did, like, when, when did, you know, Halloween turn into, like, this lifestyle of... I was thinking about this when I was a kid. I, I loved Halloween, but it was about, like, the day. It was about just Halloween night. You'd watch, like, mm-hmm. a movie or three, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did my part. I was spookifying. And here mm-hmm. here we are, RJ. We're in the, we're in the thick of it. Mm. Well, I mean, you're to blame mostly. No. So I wouldn't blame anyone other than you. So mm. uh, if, you're, if you're questioning your own life choices... Mm. Buddy, I, I've been trying to tell you that for days, years even, potentially. Uh, so years. Back in 2012, when I started doing this uh, 31 Days of Horror thing, yeah, uh, that had nothing to do with Cinnamonster or whatever people. Like, I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> you just hate him. Because uh, well, this is what this is. Himself. Yeah, yeah. This is year nine. Well, guess what? Yeah. Fucko. I, I was doing it before then. 10, 10 years in 2011 I wasn't going super hard but I watched a fair number of movies but 2012 was when I really started keeping track this is the 10th year anniversary of that shit Ooh, so you really made it count you, you mean I watched in 2012 60 62 chump numbers do you know what I'm you at me. today as we record 62 uh, including short films yeah. There's been some shorts. Yeah. F- 55. You're a bad dude. You're just an outright bad dude. 55? It's yeah, day 13? 55. What are you going for like 600 this month? Uh, no, you know what? So last year was like the old time banger. Where it was like 134. Uh-huh. I could, I could go for it. I could try to beat that. I could. 
You did 134 last year? Yeah. Thank also Fuck you're a bad shorts. dude. And actually, I'm pretty sure that my uh, 62 back in 2012 did not include shorts. I was keeping, mm. keeping track of the feature films. So that it could be a little, bit, a little bit higher than that, but... I see. Well, that's that's definitely bad. But uh, I mean, I do applaud your um, commitment. If we if we had only had the Creeptober moniker ten years ago, mm-hmm. maybe that would champion over Hooptober, which is the lesser of all of. I mean, I would take Spooktober and or Shocktober over Hooptober. Yeah. You know why? Because Toby Hooper's not very good. That's why. Well, he's he made like one of the all-time best horror films ever, but yeah, but that doesn't give him uh, an entire the entire month to himself. I don't think. I I heard some guy, uh, a friend of mine, he was talking to this to another guy, and uh, he was he said something like, "I did a horror list this year. It's the cool new thing. Everybody's doing it." And I was like, "Bitch, Jared Duncan's been doing this for fifteen years already. Odd years." I, I, I reckon. Yeah, I didn't actually say that derogatory term. Though, uh, you know. Well, uh, let me just say here, RJ, that it, it was a pleasure not seeing your face for two weeks. Ooh, let's make it three. <laughs> Signing I, off. I, I, I can just, I can just turn the video off on you. <laughs> I mean, you could. I can just hear you. Then I'll experience you just like our listeners do. But that would frustrate you to no end because I would interrupt you all the time if uh, if you don't see me, and then uh, you you'd get uh, you'd get uh, grouchy. Mm-hmm. You'd say, "Hey, quit interrupting! Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> so, anyways, you're a bad dude. Yeah, I love you though, RJ. I love you. Well, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. So, how do you want to do this then, uh, coaches? You got about fifteen million to talk about. You do a couple. I'll do. Yeah, we'll one do. Or we'll two. do the. What, do where, where, where are you at right now? Uh, I don't know, like twenty-two. Jesus, that's pretty, yeah, that's that's better than some years, though. That's better than some. Yeah, because yeah, you because you got what you got the the father-in-laws like something or other the Thanksgiving what have yous. Uh, yeah, we did a, a casual Thanksgiving just cause you know, COVID, but, uh, there's a week where it's Andrew's birthday, her sister's birthday and her dad's birthday all in a week. So it's, uh, yes. they, thankfully they actually package it together. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just one day of the year, but, yeah. uh, it usually re- involves a few things. So it takes out some time and, you know, we're still looking at houses, Jer, Whoa. still doing all that happy horse shit. So uh, I'm uh, I'm keeping pace. I always hit 31. I yeah. can I can always guarantee that. And I mean, what I'm at now, I will definitely go over. I'll, I'll probably end up at like 40. Okay. I'd say, which is pretty decent. Do you have any spookifying things in your neighborhood? Oh, you know what I saw on the west side? What? Uh, one of those 12 foot uh, tall skeletons <laughs> from Home Depot. Have you seen those? No. Oh, they're so cool, dude. There's a there's an ongoing Twitter thing about people who buy those and then use them year round, you know, because it's a 12 foot tall lawn skeleton and you can't just only have it out for a month out of the year. That'd be crazy. Yeah. You could use it for any time of the year. Yeah. You put a Santa hat on it. You put some Easter bunny ears on it, whatever. But uh, there's one on the West side here. If you ever want to see this thing, I looked into it cause I wanted to get one there. It's only Jared, only like $380. Oh, that's it. You know, I've I've spent three hundred and eighty dollars on crazier things. Yeah. Are are you in the market for a giant skeleton? I am not. Not yet. Not yet. You might be now. Yeah. 
No. Anyways, I, I just thought I'd mention because it's uh, spooky in fashion and in that's, nature. That's so. good. That is on topic. Yeah. Um, it's what people want to hear. Absolutely. You, mm-hmm. you got your uh, Halloween costume lined up? And we were decide- making uh, some tough decisions. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. Maybe if you tell me what you're going to go as, it might uh, influence me. You could you could be a uh, Frank Black. Uh, I could be Frank Black. Frank Black from uh, Millennium, or Correct. Frank Black? Not not oh, Frank okay. Black from Days of Our Lives. Okay, wait. So, solve a, a question I had because we haven't talked about Millennium yet. But is the actor in is the character name in Hellraiser not also Frank Black, like the stepdad? Uh, I know it's Frank. It's Frank. For some reason, I thought it was Frank Black. Uh, it's possible. Let's take a look, Frank. Because when I saw it, I was like, I was like, oh, is this a subtle homage? Frank Cotton. Ah, damn, damn. Good thing I didn't try to bust that out on a real episode. Uh, someone would have got me. They would have got you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jared? He knows what I mean. What were we talking about? Uh, Days of Our Lives. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. John Black. See. I- it's John Black is the character's name. Maybe they're related. Okay, so, Maybe it's in continuity. Oh, is Frank the name of the guy who's already in the house? The guy who becomes like skinned, like that's, uh, not the that's, dead. That's Frank. Yeah, that's Frank. And then the other guy is last name is Black. I think John Black. The, the, the Larry. Yeah. Oh. So Frank Cotton and Larry Cotton. They are they are they're brothers. Which one of them is Cardassian? Uh, Ross. Ross? Well, isn't uh, isn't isn't that who's in that movie? What's his name? You remember your favorite Cardassian from DS Nine? Oh. What's his name? Who's it? What's the Taylor's name again? Garrick. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. Uh, Andrew Robinson. Yeah, he's in Hellraiser, right? Yeah. So you want to watch Hellraiser or what? I thought you were talking about David Schwimmer. Sh- uh, uh, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Schwami. Swim dog? Swanson? Samsonite. Sure. That was way off. Samsonite. Okay. Okay. People can. Yeah, I, I, that was logical thinking. You I never, feel fine. You, about never, that. you never watched, uh, was it American Crime Story uh, on O.J. Nope. Simpson? That was a good one. Uh, David Schwimmer is. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, Kardashian. I watched that. Yeah. He, uh, he says juice every like five seconds. Juice. He's like, juice. Juice. Yeah, folks. Was, if if, was, if you haven't checked that out, uh, it's got some some Travolta. It's got some Travolta and some premium swim. So uh, all the good stuff. Cuba. Cuba. What was that? What was that thing that when it came out, you were you were talking about how uh, um, OJ was like Cuba can't play me. His head's not big enough. Or was it was his head not big enough, or was it too big? I can't remember. I, I don't recall. It was one of those things. Someone told him. In prison that cuba was gonna play him and his comment was either that cuba's head was too big or it wasn't big enough i can't remember which one it was one of the two <laughs> good ha- halloween content Ooh. excellent well spooky S- spooky indeed so i didn't know how to kick off this month I started, how, how come? I, started, I i felt very directionless i, I wasn't like i wasn't feeling it quite so yeah um, I was like, I'm just gonna look up some horror short films. Sure. So I did a little Google search. I said, top horror shorts, and mm-hmm. uh, this this uh, page, this group on YouTube, this channel called Alter popped up, 
And a Groupon? A Groupon. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, this channel called Alter. They ran, yeah. and they had a bunch of different things. And I just picked on the first one that I was like, what's this? Wet Willy. Oh, that sounds like a Jarrett thing, though. Well, it's got this evil little ginger boy uh, featured on the poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by one Nick Stanich. Who? Nick Stanich. Uh, that doesn't sound like a real person, but well, okay. He's only I'll made, allow it. He's only made two shorts. This isn't the, the second one. Uh, Wet Willie is about a lonely kid making a mysterious new friend who helps him get revenge on a school bully. Sounds like, uh, you know, um, you know that guy who wrote uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower? He wrote another book called Imaginary Friend or something. Sounds like that. Okay. Well, this kid uh, had a very violent wet willying done by a, yeah. a, a lumbering child uh, who mm. really who really went for it with that wet willy. Uh, it caused some damage. There's some bandages involved and some blood. Because uh, it went that, that far in. It went that far in. You ever been wet willied? Uh, not like that. Oh, oh wow. Like Mr. Fancy over here, never never lived on the wrong side of town. <laughs> never spent no time on the north side, huh? I did, actually. Uh, well, you it, should know. It, it wasn't in vogue, I guess, at the time. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Um, so, so then what happens? So anyways, uh, this little this kid, he's a, kind of a, a dingus, and uh, yeah. he, he starts uh, feeling sad, and everyone's like, psst, psst, psst. And the kid's like, oh, I'm going to get revenge. And then this little ginger-haired kid starts appearing. Mm. And you're like, whoa, what's this about? What's this ghost kid? Is he is, he's going to help? It's like, mm-hmm. Or is he some sort of demon? Uh, well, it, what is he? Or is that the I don't big know. reveal? Well, there's no reveal. This this stinks. Uh, at one point, the, the bully is antagonized into giving uh, the, the bullied... Uh, another mm-hmm. wet willy, and when he does, his finger goes all the way through his ear, like right mm-hmm. to the end, and then it like bites off his finger. Oh, so he's got uh, ear teeth. Yeah, he's got ear teeth. It's like a. It see, seems like a common horror thing is to just give stuff teeth. Remember that movie Teeth? Yeah, I remember. You know about the, those dentatas? You gotta watch out. Uh, I mean, I've never seen the film, but uh, I, I know what it's about. So yeah. Well, this one scary stuff. Yeah, this one. This kid's finger gets bit off, and and this yeah. it, it turns out this kid's this big spaz kid. Maybe he's possessed by a demon. Who knows? Oh, wow. What was the word you used? What? Wet Willie. Oh, okay. So are are you saying that this is a good show? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Once again, it's terrible. Oh, okay. Well, you were giving it a lot of uh, like careful consideration. It seemed like you cared it, about it. it. It is only four minutes long. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. It's not. There's not a lot to lose track of, but yeah, there's some mm. like shitty white eye f- effects, and mm. uh, the less of the better. It's like, what's the point of this? Well, moving right along then. I teeth. Suppose. We got, then I watched Teeth. This you watched is, the movie Teeth? It's a short film called Teeth. Oh you, oh, you actually watched something called Teeth? I did, RJ. Shit, I should pull your list up here. I better keep track of what you're doing. So this is the animated. Uh, little film that's six minutes okay. long, directed by uh, Tom Brown and Daniel Gray. This this Brown. little this short film's got a tagline, RJ. 
Yeah. That which is neglected is lost. Uh, this is narrated sure. by Withnail, uh, Richard E. Grant. Oh, yeah, of course. And it is a individual who is narrating their entire life and relationship with their teeth and their mm. disdain for teeth. Mm. Um, and it kind of just, just takes a, a look at this person over the course of their entire life, almost. Hmm. Where do you fit on this? Are you pro teeth or I, 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 I like this. I mean, I teeth are good. You need them. Yeah, I meant teeth in general. I yeah. don't give a shit about the short. Okay. Well the shorts no, just... the short's good. So uh what's good about it though? What is good about it? Just a day in the uh, life it's pretty, of teeth. It's no, it's not about the it's not it's not <laughs> the teeth the teeth don't have a say in the matter, you know. Okay. Um But there's some some pretty uh cringy moments of like it's all animated too so it's all a lot of it relies on good um sound design to like kind of evoke those like precision of Mm -hmm. uh what you're seeing there's just a scene involving like a kind of like a steak knife being drug across the bottom row of teeth or Uh. the top row and it's just and it's yeah, just like it, it's an impossibly long knife, and so the scene goes on longer than it probably should have. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's even worse because you keep expecting something to happen. Um, yeah, I don't like that. No, but yeah, this is like it's in terms of a, a bit of a creep showy kind of vibe. Uh, teeth is pretty good. Hmm. I'd say it's worth a six minute viewing. Uh. I mean, that sounds good. I might add it to my list mm-hmm. to up my numbers. But I was going to say, if you're into the creep show stuff, you should give the creep show TV show a watch. Or no, because it's un- non-loggable. It's not loggable. It doesn't exist mm. in my world. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Sorry. Sorry, creep show TV show. Tough, but fair. Okay. Uh, and then I watched a horror-adjacent short called The Black Hole which apparently is very popular in film schools in America because every single review I spied of it just kept on, I guess I saw this three times in this one semester of film school. Like they all just show this thing because it's super simple. Um, mm. And that's part of the problem. Uh, it's about a man working in an office and he's working with the photocopier and something, some weird little quick malfunction happens and this sheet of paper gets pushed out and it's just it's got a big black circle on it but of course mm. rj it's a it's a all-encompassing black hole that swallows light itself and when you place it onto a surface you can reach your hand through it and through the other side wherever you're reaching into so like if there was a, a you know a, a table drawer if you mm-hmm. put this on the top you'd be able to reach into the drawer without opening the drawer is that uh I feel like it's like Spot, uh, the Spider-Man villain, <laughs> the Spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember Spot. Spot was cool. Yeah. So this is the the Spot, um, and of course, what immediately this guy turns to um, petty crime, like using it on the vending machine. Uh, he puts mm. it onto the glass. He reaches in, grabs a candy bar. He's like, ha ha ha! And then immediately he's like, oh, there's the the safe in this office mm-hmm. it's got money in it i'm going to take it so he goes over takes a sheet of paper tapes it on and he starts just reaching in and grabbing all this money he keeps pulling it out and pulling it out but then mm-hmm. because this is only a few minutes long the man 
for some reason, foolishly crawls into the hole to get even more money out. Oh, so he puts himself into the hole. Mm-hmm. And then... That's that's never the, a good the, option. The sheet of paper with, that mm-hmm. was just taped on, it falls off. Damn. And he's trapped inside the safe. He's trapped in the hole? He's trapped. Well, he's not trapped in the hole. He's trapped in the safe. The, the hole is nearly passageway. It's kind of like... it's It's a kind of hole, though. Yeah, I mean, it's an opening. Yeah, it's an opening. So, and is that just where it ends? And that's where it ends. And you go... Sounds good. Yeah, that's whatever, too. It sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, that's it. That's that's where it went. Do you do you think that in an alternative Jarrett universe, someone was putting that thing on the side of, like, a gas station stall, like, bathroom stall? You door mean, you mean like a glory hole rj i don't know what the i don't know what the name or definition is i just know that uh, some cool. suspicious stuff happens in said places glory holes rj wow. rj was all loves them that's a klingon thing right yeah yeah glory gowron he's there for the glory the gowron hole yeah the gowron hole i think it should be rebranded <clears throat> yeah so yeah. Uh, th- this uh i don't know this started to put me a little bit into the mood, and uh, what did I? What, how, how to how, how to how to kick off Thirty One Days of Horror with a feature film? Why you watch Fear Street, nineteen ninety four? What the? What compelled you to do that? I do you, was, do you it, remember me talking about that film? Vaguely. Vaguely. It was on yeah. Netflix. It was there. Yes. It's easily consumable. Yeah. 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 RJ. It. That's what Netflix is for, is easily consumable, right? Ooh. The editing in this fucking movie mm-hmm. is so bad. So bad. Did you, uh, after you watched it, did you recheck out my review? I, I did. Yeah, so did you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the music cues yes. in this thing? It is so, so bad. It is so distracting that, like, the song changes three times in a minute, and you're just like, that's too much. You're like, just stay with one thing. I don't know, what were your issues other like other than that? Because that, that was my biggest thing. I was like, this movie is just distracting. So this was directed by a... Is this her first feature film? Or is this her second? She, she directed something called Honeymoon. That's 88 minutes, so this is her second feature. Uh, Lee Janiak. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the tagline is Face the Evil. And a synopsis. In 1994, a group of teenagers discovers that the terrifying events which have haunted their town for generations are all connected and that they may be the next targets. Huge. I mean, I, I've been there. It's hard to get dig yourself out of that hole, Jarrett. Yeah, uh, yeah holes? That's mm. a great John Withgow movie. Have you ever seen Holes? Uh, still, still not. Well, one day, one, one day. day. So what else? What else did you see in there? Well, are you going to watch the other two Fear Streets? No, God, no. I can't, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> okay. do it. I, I just no. This was this was enough uh, uh-huh. craptacularness. There's nothing about this that's very 90, 1994 at all. Mm, no, not really. Just the music cues. Just, yeah, music. Or it's it's music from the nineties. M- mu- music medleys. <laughs> yeah. Music medleys from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has a character who, ha- who is feeling bitter about 
breaking up with her girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, who has moved on to the good side of the tracks. And I think they call it like Sunnybrook and they live in like Shadowdale or something like that. Something real on the nose. Uh, she's got a little brother who is on the internet and posting about things. He's on the internet? He is on the internet in 1994. That's huge. Big, big time. That shows that he's smart if he was on yeah. the internet before the internet was the thing. Yeah. You know? Big. Big. <laughs> tell me tell me more. So there is the usual high school kind of drama. The, the high schools are rivals against one another. Things escalate. People are driven off roads as they throw Gatorade out the window, out of a bus, <laughs> driven by somebody. Someone's someone's driving that bus, and no one cares what the kids are doing at the emergency door, causing mm-hmm. mayhem. Uh, car goes off the road. Uh, the the girl who went to the other school, she sees uh, a Vavich. Uh, the Vavich? A Vavich. Okay. And uh, so now she's cursed. And that means that all of the vicinities, uh, past serial killer types who have also mm-hmm. seen the Vavich, uh, they've all, they all come back and are there to kill this girl. But they wow, don't. That's they, scary. They don't know that. They don't know that. They, that that all becomes oh. revealed as time goes on. Believe me, folks, oh. you're not missing out. Uh, oh. th- th- just the way it looks, the way it's edited, brutal. I, it's everything I hate about uh, modern filmmaking. Yes. And then toward the end, it kind of settles into a like these weird homages to uh, like Intruder, which I don't think you've seen the the grocery mm-hmm. store slasher. No, I, that just the grocery store reminded me Alien of the one Raiders. from Alien Raiders. Yeah, it seemed like everything in this hospital or hospital, the hospital too. It seemed like every set in this movie was just a set from a different movie, and I don't think it was like pastiche, RJ. Pastiche. I call it ass. <laughs> what I call it, just make your own things. You know, pastiche. Ass. Tish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have not seen that said film. But you have seen Fear Street. I have seen and, Fear and Street. Are, and yeah. have you watched the subsequent uh, installments? I don't plan to. Oh, Jared. interesting. But I believe the second one is the 1774 or something like that. So no, no, well, no 1970 something. Yeah, because that's the, the... Oh, is the, the third one? The, 70, the... the third one's the 1666. Uh, that's a very Vavichian of it. No, I don't. I don't think I will. I, I feel a little bit bad for our boy R.L. Stein because I think they could have done him better, but I don't know. I guess those those movies are just for teens, I think. Mm-hmm. Youths. Oh, and then you get like the weird, awkward sex scene that's thrown in here. Just, yeah. Just because. Yeah, that's how Netflix likes to do it. Mm-hmm. They just like to... What, are they, what do they think they are, HBO? Well few people can be well i mean hbo actually brings a little bit of the pounding this is just like making out with your clothes off what that's netflix style yeah that's a it's gonna be a pass on my end friend Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you know about this fido uh yeah i've heard of fido a lot i've never watched it me neither until this month because so, it seemed like horror comedy. Yeah. Okay. This is that's what this is. 
I know you're a big uh, fan. It does. Well, it does uh, star one of my my favorite actors, Dylan Baker. You might remember from Happiness. Uh huh. I remember uh, Kurt Connors, the Lizard. Which one? I mean, what do you think he would have looked like if he was the Lizard? <laughs> they were just like just made him scaly. Scaly. Just... <laughs> I think someone can do a fan edit of that if anyone's listening. Yeah. To this. So show me what he would look like as a lizard. Okay. Show me what. And then uh, I honestly didn't even register that that was Carrie Ann Moss in this movie. She's pretty. Um. She can like. I've. There's been other movies where like halfway through I was like, oh shit, it's Morpheus. I didn't even realize. <laughs> it's Morpheus. <laughs> you know. Hey, did did you see that they uh, Lawrence Fishburne's not in the new Matrix film? Um, no, they recast he, him. Is he definitely not in it? Well, no. There's just a young version of Morpheus in it. I, I did see the trailer. Um, yeah, and I thought that didn't look very good. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a time travel movie, hey? Is, is that... what I, I take it from that? Or is it just a a reboot? Just ass or a reconfiguration? Yeah, I'm saying this because I did not watch the trailer, but uh, there was an end. So, anyways, Carrie Ann Moss. What's up with her? Uh, she's in this movie with uh, yeah. some kid. Uh, what's this kid's name? It's probably like the one person I've never heard of. Timmy Timmy Robinson. Do you think that sounds like a child? Ke- uh, it sounds like an, ama- an imaginary all American child. Kesson Lo- Kes- Loader is the name of the actor. Yeah, that's even worse. That sounds real Canadian to me. Kesson Loader. Yeah. Yeah, that kid's slamming some ketchup chips, I, I imagine. So the movie doesn't really establish what year this is set in, but at some point there was a a zombie war. That's cool. And then North America never got past the nineteen fifties culturally, perhaps mm. perhaps. But they have now adopted the zombie with the shock collars as a mm. as a slave race furnishing as a slaves yes slaves that's the slave cl- class so they can mm. so rich people can go to zomcore i believe it is or something like that zomco huh. interesting and you can get yourself a zombie i mean i've been interested in zom zombies you, you know hey. uh tim blake nelson you know that yeah. guy so he's yeah. in this uh he's got a uh he, he tells his story because he's got this you know blonde bombshell zombie and he mm-hmm. keeps her around, you know why? Oh, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I saw her, and as soon as she, and as soon as she got killed, I made sure that they got the process and done, so she looked as good as she did." Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. So he so he is a pervert in this. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, so with this little kid, his dad is terrified of zombies, and his wife wants to, you know, keep up with. Uh, the Johnsons is that the expression? Something like that. So she gets a zombie. The zombie is played by Billy Connolly. You know that guy? I know Billy Connolly. No, I heard he was uh, inf- made famous for his uh, appearance in the Harry Potter films, and that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Well, he's here as Fido. Uh, uh, that's see. the he's that's his zombie, and. Okay. Can he find redemption? Oh, wow. 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 
<laughs> can he? Don't leave me in suspense. <laughs> can he? Uh, then there's like a the guy who kind of is running Zomcor. He is a veteran of the zombie wars. Mm, uh, that's who. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Uh, this movie's fine. Yeah, it, it didn't. It sounds fine. It's fine. It's just I had it on. And I was watching it. It doesn't do anything too inventive or, or mm. uh, like exciting. It's just kind of like, well, yeah. It's exactly what you expect, and it brings me back to, uh, you know, the mid two thousands where everything was coming up zombies. You everything had, was coming uh, up zombie. Everything, yeah. You had uh, Max Brooks, not to be confused with Max Landis, but Max Brooks, yes. son of Mel, who did his zombie mm-hmm. survival guide. Um, you had Shaun of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead remake, all good things zombies, and you had the the Walking Dead comics. Mm-hmm. Twenty eight days later. So this kind of felt like it was, hey, I, I, I think one person mentioned this in their review. It's like, huh, it's like the last uh, five minutes of Shaun of the Dead gags, and they just turned it into a feature-length film. I mean, that sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be into that. Maybe. Was Maybe. this on Shudder? It is on Shudder. Okay. It okay. is adequate. Yeah. That sounds about right, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, right. sometimes that's all you can hope for. Well, RJ, that's five yeah. for me. What do you oh. got? What do I got? Fuck! I don't think I've watched anything this month. Jokes. Uh, <laughs> was that a good one, Jared? Yeah. Tell, tell me more. Okay, so I uh, I've been starting each month with a movie that has creep in the title, which I, as you were saying, you didn't. Uh, you didn't know where to start. Why not do something like that? Have something consistent. You know? Okay. So I'm starting at every every Creeptober with something with creep. So I started with Creep Tales. Jared, you ever heard of Creep Tales? Uh, no, I have not, actually. And so when you logged this, I was like, oh, because it says creep in it. Yes. That is why I, got, I, I watched it. Yep. This, was ama- this was available on YouTube. Uh, and it is a, um, anthology film, Jared. And I actually, uh, so this one, it actually has a good, um, what is it called again? The wraparound or, uh, yeah, you know, like whatever they cut back to this one was kind of cool. It was, uh, ghouls who were watching the movie creep tales because they heard it was so creepy. So it's ghouls like skeletons and zombies and, and like fishmen and stuff having a, uh, a good old fashioned, movie night in one of their houses and i thought that was sweet i thought that's some 90s uh late 80s early 90s stuff that uh, we don't get as much anymore and i was like nice um so the ghouls are watching this video uh and then i tried to keep track with um uh like numbering the shorts themselves so here here's the way it goes as far as i can tell there are six individual stories here uh, number one, uh, I put a huge fat guy, an old woman, and a rape, misery, dead baby. And I can't totally remember what it was all about, but I know there was a huge fat guy. And I know that there is rape, misery style between the fat guy and the old woman. And then there's dead baby in there. Does that interest you at all, Jarrett? <laughs> Poten- potentially. Uh, d- 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 does it ever? Okay, here's another one for you. Number two, uh, murder purse. 
That sounds like an inanimate killer object. It is. Get this one too, Jared. Number three, closet monster. Is it the mon- is the monster a closet or is there a monster in the closet? Yes. Um, it can't be both. Yes. Uh, it is a uh, monster in the closet. Okay, that's not the same. Uh, number four, a party. Like this podcast. Like this podcast. Uh, number five, a wolfman. Okay. And then number six, surprising Botten-like effects. So you you know Rob Bo- Botten? Bo- Botine? Botine. I, I like to call him Rob Botten, you know. Uh, so there was, in this last one, there's like a guy in a... I think it was like a, a guy and his mom and he didn't want to leave the house or something and then she turned into this like gelatinous blob thing but the the effects were actually pretty good like the special uh like the makeups i was like whoa shit i was like this is uh surprisingly good for the back end of this 90 minute youtube movie i was watching (laughs) so that that really impressed me yeah uh on the whole it's not much to talk about i can't recommend creep tales to anyone not really but uh i'm glad i watched it for a few of those okay how's that sound here not bad. I like the sound of this gelatinous poutine. It was. Uh, it sounds it was... like gelatinous poutine. Like my, my, my favorite. I think both of those are pretty good. Both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd say just look it up. The YouTube quality is not great, but uh, just watch the last like ten minutes to see that thing because I I thought it looked good. I was like, man, that's surprisingly good for this thing. Uh, and then aliens, Jarrett. Aliens. Uh, I watched a movie called The McPherson Tape. Have you heard of this thing? I have. It is sold as uh, Before the Blair Witch yep. Project. Yeah, I watched this last year, I think. Oh, you watched this thing last year? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did I know that? Pretty, Fuck, I don't know that. I'm pretty sure I uh, might have mentioned it. You probably did. I'm going to try to uh, find... Um, because I was going to say, there is a, a different found footage alien movie that I watched in a previous year that was a lot better. So this one, uh, the thing that made me laugh in this one, it's like a, a family is having a birthday party for like their mom or something. There's three boys. One is like two of the boys have families. One of them is like a workaholic type guy. The other one isn't as much of a workaholic but he still still takes things seriously Jarrett. and then the third guy stay uh, lives at home and the other two brothers kind of rake him a lot so they're there and they're having uh what are they having they're having dinner um for their moms and then they see a big flashing light so they go out to investigate and the the guy who stays at home takes his camera and they record it and the thing that made me just like kind of laugh out loud was uh, when they get there and he zooms in on the spaceship because it's obviously aliens and he goes holy shit guys i'm zoomed in it's a spaceship and i went oh shit he zoomed in Jarrett. Mm-hmm. i thought it was really funny for some reason i don't know i was like that's it's goofy uh goofy language they're using here very goofy uh so anyways the rest of that is um uh i don't know how to describe it found footage cabin in the woods stuff where it's just a bunch of people inside a house yelling at each other that mm-hmm. something scary is happening and it's, uh, it, the idea is that it is using the conceit of the home video as mm-hmm. the as the method of delivery uh, yes yeah yeah so it's using the home video 
Um, but it, um, yeah, and then it's kind of like we found the tape after. And it's like, you know, that kind of thing. Of course. Uh, of course. Um, and it was okay. It's not very good. I'd say I'm trying to I'm I'm looking at my past years. I'm gonna to try to find the other alien found footage one because that one was really good actually. Um, it's okay. There's not a whole lot to it. There's a you see some of the grays. That's what the us alien fans call uh, that type of alien. No. Jared, I'm, I know you don't really know. Well, about that I don't one, know if you but... saw that uh, some some musician. She was saying that we should stop using the word alien. Ah, uh, <laughs> I saw that. I mean sure if that's what you want to do it's a little derogatory it's a little dehumanizing and othering uh maybe actually i was gonna tell you when you were demi lovato uh i mean i know that name but i don't know why she's famous yeah yeah demi lovato thinks the term aliens is derogatory to extraterrestrials huh hmm so just so you know stop it okay but i mean they're aliens mm-hmm. uh what was i gonna say um oh because uh, i'm shopping for houses now did you know that they changed the name of master bedroom to primary bedroom oh dear do you know why uh because they're not fans of master and commander well that that was what i assumed <laughs> I, I, I i i i could make some uh deductions though yeah oh why about why yeah, so let's just, uh, we'll just, you know, we'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find this other alien movie I watched. I can't remember. I'll, I'll try to find it after. But there's a, a different found food footage alien movie that is uh, pretty good. I actually liked it quite a bit. But Yeah, I remember, I vaguely remember it, but it's got one of those completely forgettable titles, I think. It's something really dumb. Uh, and it wasn't Apollo 18? I, no, it was... It was definitely not. I think my problem is I don't think I watched it during Creeptober. I think that's the issue. I better go check out my alien tag because, uh-huh. you know, I use my tags in a good and proper fashion. What was it Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, it was not Skinwalker Ranch. No. Uh, okay, I'm in my alien tags. Hopefully I can find it in here. Uh, the end of VHS 2 has got a pretty nice sequence. It does. That one's really good. Although, if you remember, I don't like uh, that uh, they... They go for the dog in that one, which I found unnecessary. Oh, man. We'll talk about something like that. Unnecessary. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, do you want me to yeah. keep going? Yeah, tell, tell me tell me another movie. Okay, the uh, the last one I got for you here, Jarrett, is The Day of the Beast. Ah, yes. Which... Um, on Shudder. It's on Shudder, and I... I I, I fucked up real bad, Jarrett. I added this movie to my list because it was Joe Bob, but I forgot that it was a Joe Bob, and I just watched the normal one on Shutter, and I, I didn't watch the Joe Bob one. That's fine. You know, I know, but I was kind of like, I do want to. Uh, oh, actually, a movie I already had in my list, Terror Train. That was just a Joe Bob last week, so I'll watch that one. But um, oh. and uh, it was you know already on my list, but. Uh, no big deal. Um, anyways, I watched Day of the Beast, yep. and uh, this is some Catholic horror, my man. Mm-hmm. Catholic horror. Uh, I I didn't know much about this, but uh, it opens with the priest, and he finds a card of the devil, and he ca- he goes yes, and he puts it in his wallet, like in the picture slot. And I was like, 
that's stupid. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And then you, you're introduced to this old priest man who's just going around committing crimes. And then he, he, he buddy cops it with this heavy metal, uh, fat guy who has like long hair and is just into metal. And the priest is like, I need to meet Satan. And this guy's like, that sounds awesome. He's like, let's do this. Let's go party. So they go around. They, uh, they're trying to contact the devil because the priest thinks that um, the Antichrist is going to be born. And uh, he's figured out the like the age, the timeless equation that has said it's going to be this day. Uh, along the way, they meet up with um, like occultist, but televangelist occultist version. Um, this guy who has like a like a spooky show that talks about the cult uh, cults and things like that. And uh, he's he's all show, but then when they introduce him to the stuff, he actually kind of catches on to it. And then they they go out looking for this the devil together. And I thought it was kind of beautiful, Jared, because this is a Christmas movie. It is, and they're ki- they're kind of like the three wise men. You know, that's a uh, you know what I mean, Jared. And and uh, you haven't mentioned how nineties. Uh, 90s- shiny this movie kind of is or glossy and slick this is needs that 90 sweat tag uh maybe not 90 sweat that's a very american which this movie is not is not uh but it has like this uh very smooth uh 90s like the top of the independent kind of uh editing and shot like the way that it's been a while since i've watched this and i was watching a probably a vhs rip of it and I remember being like, this look, this is like a really cool movie. It's not at all what I expected. Um, I don't remember too much about it, but when you're ta- when you start describing it, I went, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what that movie's all about. Yeah. It's a, it's good, man. I liked it. I didn't, um, it's like I said, I didn't really know what it was about. I probably, when I added it to my list, I probably heard that it was like Catholic horror. And I was like, oh yeah, I always, I'm always good for one of those. But uh, I was real surprised by it because i turned it on and i was like "Ooh, shit i was like this is good i was like i like this um but yeah i was uh i was surprised by it um it's good it's shot nice it looks like it looks really good uh the one thing that throws me off is it's described a lot as a horror comedy and i don't really i i don't really see that like there's a couple comedic things but i thought this was going to be like a flat out comedy which i'm glad it wasn't but uh, I was kind of like, I don't really get this uh, horror comedy tag that this movie has been given. It's, it's got some jokes, but not that many. Uh, I don't know. But I liked it. It was good. I wish I had watched the Joe Bob. Aww. I wish. So does Cause he. I, I could have learned more. I'll get him on Terror Train. I guess that'll have to do. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Jer? Yeah. So anyways, that's Day of the Beast. Uh, I thought it was good, man. Oh, there's a scene that uh, this movie has full body burns, which I know you like. And they're we all, on. We all like. There's like burning homeless men, which I, I know you're also a fan of. <laughs> Huge fan. Uh, so, you know, that that's one of the things that happens. There's a, there's a rival gang going around just burning homeless people alive. And I went, shit, that sucks. Um, Not good. There is a scene, though, that like. There's a lady and a guy and they're watching TV and then it cuts to the TV and then it cuts back to this old lady and the guy and it's just a full on shot of his balls. 
mm-hmm. like he's completely like he's poo bearing it shirt but yeah. nothing underneath yeah. and it's just it's like a pretty close-up shot of this old man's genitals and then it zooms out again and it's them watching tv uh as if nothing happened and i was watching that and i went i went am i the only one seeing this <laughs> or is this we might have been i think i might have been man I found the name of that movie. Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. That's it. So I gave this a three, which doesn't sound great, but I actually, I remember thinking this movie was pretty good. And oh my goodness, Jarrett, wouldn't you know, it's from the same director as the McPherson tape. Wow. But it was uh, nine years later. So I think he refined his skills a little bit. Right. So anyways, that one, it's it's not bad. I well, liked that one. Part of the thing with McPherson tape is there's this uh, tale that it convinced people who should not, who should have known better that it was real. That it was real? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I think in uh, McPherson tape, you hit the point where you're like, when you see the aliens, you're like, this is kind of goofy. Yeah. But uh, the alien abduction incident in Lake County, uh, I think they conceal it a lot more where it's kind of like Jaws style. And then when you do see stuff, it's it's executed better. It's not just like little dudes with uh, little gray sweaters walking around. Oh, you know what happens in Jaws? I can't remember. Uh, he, there's a little dude in a little gray sweater and he's walking around. Oh, okay. What, what's Jaws? What's the movie Jaws about though? Uh, it's about the food industry and how we have an insatiable uh, addiction to consumption. I see. Yeah. And it's got a lot of dudes in little gray sweaters. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because they're eating so much. Okay. So, anyways, uh, that's probably good for me for a bit. What do you got? You, uh, watch you ever hear about Blood Machines? Uh, is I know Death Machine. Well, this is Blood Machines, uh, directed by some Euro dudes, Rafael Hernandez and Savitri Jolie Gonfard. Could you say that one name again? Savitri Jolie Gonfard. Uh, oh, okay. This is from France. Okay. This is like a heavy met or metal hurant magazine uh, comic come to life with with meager means to do so. Uh, this is like out of the playbook of Astron Six. Mm. So it's like going for broke, trying to be like Euro as fuck and sci-fi, mm. which means the objectification of women. <laughs> of, of, oh. of course it does. Does it also have some gratuitous animal violence? Not here, not in this movie. Oh, good. I, I don't. I don't recall. No, there's just like there's definitely a you know a pretty thin woman floating around naked, but she's got like a like a crucifixion glowing logo, like she's from the band Just Justice, mm. um, or yeah. Anyway, so I, there's no point of even talking about the plot. Let's see here. The tag sure. it has a tagline. It's only fifty minutes long. It's three parts on Shutter. The cosmic opera. An artificial intelligence escapes her spaceship to turn into a female ghost and challenges two Blade Runners to a galactic chase. All sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the issue is. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. There's there's some glowing genital bits. Are you into? Lady, are you into glowing lady genital bits? 
how what's the glow is it like green it's just an red, ab- it's an, it's an absence so you don't feel too pervy about it oh uh, but, but 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 it's like still like what what is what's going on here folks yeah i mean glowing genitals looks like i feel like it's someone who really liked mandy but didn't really well, know how to try to make that their own th- this so is this is very much in the uh, the vein of a Mandy, of a Do we have... of a Panos. This is Panos esque. Panos Kazmariot. Oh, that guy. Your 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 bestie. <laughs> uh, do you have a tag for a Mandy esque film, <laughs> or is it just Mandy esque? Because uh, there's a lot of Mandy. Because when you when you say Mandy, I just think of Mandy more. Yeah, she's uh, she's in stuff. I'd have to think about it. Uh, there is definitely uh, something about like uh, art house trash, I guess, uh, as mm-hmm. you might call it. Um, well, there's another piece of that. Lots of like geometry. It's like y- y'all like triangles, huh? I do like triangles. Well, I got another movie for you coming up here. Okay, interesting. Uh, Blood Machines is a mess. There's yeah. parts of it I'm like I really want to like it more than I can because it's yeah. just like you you don't care what's going on. It's yeah. it seems pretty, but your but your, 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 your your mileage may vary on that front. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. Follow that up with a, another short film uh, via Alter, I think, called Timothy from 2013, directed by one Mark Martinez. Simon is a little boy that has to deal with his babysitter, Sonia, a total nuisance. But that same night, Simon will receive an unexpected visitor, Timothy, the main character of Simon's favorite show, a visit he will never forget. Sounds made up. Uh, so, yeah, Simon's watching his kids cartoon. What's got, you know, Timothy, who's like a, it's like a Barney rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um and then the babysitter turns it off and the kid's all mad and then he goes upstairs. But then yeah. Timothy like a, a Timothy appears at the door and he's a, a maniac killer and he right. he violently um bashes in the head of the babysitter. And no, you're like, they're you're just like, trying to do their job. Well, you know, the, the director seems to enjoy that quite a bit. Just some really smashing that young woman's head in and you're like, hmm, curious. What's up with that? And, uh, and then, of course, the police come, and they're like, my God, what happened here? But then this little kid is seeing Timothy, and Timothy's not really there. So you're like, oh, it was the kid. It was the kid. And you're like, oh, Timothy. God damn it. This, this, this shit. They bait and switched you. Well, it's just like, this is what you, this is what you do with your short film. This is going to be your calling card. And, mm. yeah, it's just crap. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Um, uh, it's crap. Tell oh, me about look at a, look at a different short. Then, film. then, then he made a another. He's he apparently made a film in in twenty seventeen called Framed, and it also is like a blue, pink, purple Ugh. poster. Like everything is. I'm gonna say it for everyone. No, thank you. The the tagline of this one was "Madness goes live streaming." A group of young Ugh. people is attacked by three individuals. Cr- cruel games and tortures will be broadcast in live streaming. In live, st- it's a live stream. Yeah, yeah, that sounds bad, Jared. Yeah, so these these were stinking it. And then on my YouTube, 
um, for like a, a recommendation. It had this short film called Other Side of the Box. And I was you like, trusted a YouTube wreck? Well, it just popped up, and I, I was captivated by the, the thumbnail image of a, mm. like, Neil Hamburger looking man poking out, out, of a, out of a box. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's a few things in my life that I like. I like holes, and I like boxes. And this seems to have uh, both going like for what? it. Sorry? Holes and boxes. Okay. Yeah. I had to look up who Neil Hamburger is, but that guy does look like Neil Hamburger. He does. I can't remember uh, his 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 uh, Christian name, but uh, Greg Turkington. Yeah, Turkington. There we go. From yeah. from at the cinema. I wish this guy was in more movies. Yeah, he's an ant. He's an Ant Man. You okay? Yeah. You watched. You check that out. Yeah. So, uh, so I checked out other side of the box. Mm-hmm. And it opens up with just like some crummy, I don't know, probably Los Angeles based actors who are making dinner and they're all like talking, saying all this corn dog uh, dialogue about like, oh, don't get me wet. <laughs> we're so flirting. Mm-hmm. We're so flirting with one another. We bone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, God, what is this crap? Mm-hmm. And then there's a knock at the door and they're like, who is it? And they look, they're like, oh, God, it's. I don't know, Gerald or something like that. And then you're like, what's what's going on? What's this Gerald gun? He's got a box. And I went, ooh, there's a box. And we all know there's some guy that's going to be in that box. That's what I'm here for. So uh, the guy, guy goes to the door. And obviously these two men have a relationship of some kind, a friendship that seems to have uh, fallen apart. And the man seems like very upset and he's like oh where's uh where's janice or whatever her name is he's like oh you know she's not here and he's like we're why is he lying about this so clearly there's some tension perhaps this guy stole this guy's girlfriend and Mm -hmm. uh he's disappeared for a while it's been it's been intense and he's like i just gotta leave this box here for you (laughs) i'm sorry and then he gets gets up and leaves gets up and leaves and you're like oh okay cool let's get to the guy in the box yeah. So what you do when a friend that uh, you've betrayed leaves you a box <laughs> is you you check it out, you sure. open, you open her up, and inside is an all encompassing darkness. And I go, huh? Didn't I just watch the black hole just like a, a two days ago? Kind of mm-hmm. the same ballpark. And uh, you're like, huh? And there's like a, a there's like a little note that accompanies it. It's like, don't look away. And as soon as as soon as this guy like turns, he drops a pencil into the hole. And, mm-hmm. it, and it just disappears. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of afraid to actually like put his hand into the darkness. And he turns around and he looks back and there's a, a little man poking poking his head out. There's this a guy. He's he's damp. <laughs> and he and he just mm-hmm. stares. He just stares. And the guy's like, What the fuck is going on here? The guy's girlfriend shows up and he's like, What did he want? And then she's like, mm-hmm. Whoa, there's a box with a guy. Coming out of it, even though the box is on a table and there's nowhere for mm-hmm. this guy to be coming out from, and so mm-hmm. they keep staring at this guy, uh, at this this individual, this being, and uh, apparently it can parrot what you say or mm-hmm. use your voice, and it just stares and it just pokes its little head above. Think, then they turn around and neither of them look at it for a second. They come back and now there's hands at the lip of the box. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? The, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trying to make some phone calls, 
and uh, they can't get a hold of him. He even messages like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, well, I got I to gotta go find him. I got I to gotta go see what this is about. So you stay here, honey. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a car ride, um, and you just, just don't, don't don't look. No, don't not look at him. Yeah, and, keep your eyes on the box. Yeah. So he leaves, and he's driving along, and then he gets a phone call from his friend that he was going to go visit, and he's like, "I'm sorry for what I've done." It's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "Where are you right now? You're driving. I told you not to keep your take your eyes off of it." It's like, "Well, no, she's taking a look at it." It's like, "No, you." And he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. damn!" So he has to turn back around, and of course, the house is in a state. Uh, light switches have been torn out of the wall, and mm-hmm. there's there's dampness on the floor. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, oh, someone got out of a bathtub and didn't dry off, and they just walked through the whole place on this hardwood floors. And, of course, he starts calling for his girlfriend. Uh, he can't find her. And then there's some stairs. And you're like, oh, dear. He's going to go down those stairs, isn't he? And he calls down, and then she hears he hears her voice. And he's like, oh, cool. That's where she must be. Mm-hmm. I haven't learned any information up to this point. <laughs> and he goes down the stairs, and uh, more light switches have been torn out. And then he sees... Does he see the box? Uh, no, he doesn't see the box. He's a bathtub? He sees the, the, sh- the tub. Yeah. And there's no one in there. And yeah. then what happens afterwards is he... I think he if he does see the box... I think it's turned over. Yes. The box is irrelevant. Now. The box is irrelevant now, folks. And uh, then it comes to its its conclusion. And mm-hmm. uh, this this is uh, this is all all the check boxes for Jarrett here because it's it's uh, there's nothing I love more than uh, holes, boxes. boxes, and European body types. <laughs> uh, what about? damp european body types wow it's hard to say because some of them are shadowy uh that's true actually yeah Yeah. but there's definitely one dank one there's something so i I maybe i've uh given away too much about this this year's short film but i i'm a big fan uh Mm -hmm. flaws and all of this uh short this this is what creeptober is all about Yes, this is definitely what Creeptober is all about. I saw you give this a big fat four stars, and I went, interesting. Let me see what's going on here. And uh, I watched this, Jared, <clears throat> late. It was uh, lights were out. Uh, Andrew was asleep. I was by myself, and I'm not going to lie to you. Gave me the spooks a little Ooh, bit. Ooh. I went, whoa. <laughs> I went, this is kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. And uh, And I was like, man, I don't get spooked very often. Uh, but I watched it and I went, that was good. I was like, that was good. I even uh, I passed it along to the Gobble Ghouls because I was like, we got a live one here, boys. Said so it's like a five minute investment and it's it's actually I have, pretty well, good. Well, I've yet to see a Gabba Ghoul log this, so uh, I know it's on one of the ghouls, one of the Gabba Ghouls watch lists. Okay, well they so haven't they, they, they haven't watched it though. Eventually, I also Cu- found a couple out- of turkeys. I found out one of the other Gobble Ghouls has made a, a horrible confession and said he has not listened to a ghoul school ever. And I went, oh. but actually not true because he always does the May episodes, which are essentially just ghoul schools. Right. Just repackaged. So I can say whatever I want about whoever that is. Mm-hmm. About expletive deleted. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I liked it too. I uh, I watched it and I went, ooh, spooky. 
I can't wait until the Blumhouse remake that makes it 90 <laughs> minutes long and completely takes all of the joy out of it. Some things should just, should just be short. Yes, some things should just be short. This is the perfect amount of time. Doesn't need anything more. Nice, to the point. A- like exactly. What else you got over there? Uh, I watched awesome. a. I watched one of these Vinegar Syndrome... Uh, American regional films. Uh, so there's a box set that came out with Winter Beast. Um, mm. I can't remember what the other one is right now. Oh, Beyond the Beyond the Dream Store or something like that. And Fatal Exam, which kind of looked like a cool, you know, school-based slasher from mm. from Z- Jack Snyder. Jack Snyder is Jack. that a real person? That's a real person. Uh, okay. This came out in 1990, and okay. uh, Jack Snyder has only really directed what looks like straight-to-video kind of nonsense over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, who even knows if it's the same person? Maybe they worked in television. Mm-hmm. Uh, synopsis here is, a group of parapsycholo- parapsychology students, mm-hmm. as part of their final project, head to a secluded house where a man murdered his entire family. Soon... They discover the dark and terrible secrets that lie within. And that dark and terrible secret, RJ, is the runtime of this slasher thing mm. is 112 minutes. Think about what else you could have been doing. Oh, man. While you watched Fatal Exam. Yeah, I, at this point, I don't know what this was about. Um, mm-hmm things happen i think the first entire hour is pure setup and then they walk around and then maybe there's a suggestion of haunted house activity and then like a maybe like a ghost possessed thing shows up and starts killing them it's Mm -hmm. it's it's not very good it's not very good at all so you're telling me there's a shot and way too fucking long Way, way 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 too long I'm going to add it to my list right now. Check mark. Sign me up. Sounds uh, good. I'll give you one more here. Uh, okay. I saw this poster pop up, uh, and I saw a few people on the old letterbox give this four stars. But some of these reviewers are the people who like to four star things that maybe don't belong in the four star club. Mm. But you never know. It's got a cool, you know, graphical poster of blacks and reds, and it looks like a horse-headed individual could be mm-hmm. could be neat it's called carrion from 2020 directed Sounds by cool. one michael zyko hall the past is coming back to haunt her a young woman shows up on her cousin's doorstep after a 10-year absence as dark events from the past resurface someone in the woods follows their every move sounds mm-hmm. intriguing right it could be a decent, sure. it's, it's it's a blank canvas of a concept um so this movie opts to be obtuse obscure Mm -hmm. uh and it it feels like a bad david lynch fan film but not even precisely that there's just scenes though that i'm like huh someone just watched twin peaks the return and Mm. they and they think having a guy talk in this stylized way with sideburns is enough is enough cool and let me tell you it ain't. How's that different from what we do with this podcast? We both have stylized sideburns, and we both talk in a certain we do manner. 
Well, I, I, I can see you got some pretty bushy sideburns over there, big dog. I got, you're, my, you're letting all, those puppies grow. It's, it's, it's all attached, though. Well, I said I said shave those sideburns. <laughs> I see. Uh, the most the most recent review for this is from a person who says more like crappian. <laughs> I uh, that should have been you. That could have been that you. Could have been how'd you, me. How'd you fuck well, that up? Well, for all their hard work, they got one like out of it. So damn. Who, who even knows? Damn. It's uh, always the good ones who get get no credit you know uh another another two star review like my review uh or my star rating for this is any movie that makes me ask how much incest in a movie is too much is not the kind of movie i really want to be watching it's like there was like i don't know i don't even know what's going on half the time in this fucking thing it sounds like maybe that's them projecting it it reminded me of uh, a movie that i actually do like called toad road which Mm. i think actually has a point and uh, subject matter has far more going for it than this. This just seemed like con- needlessly confused mm. and thinking that'll be enough. Long dialogues and monologues in the woods that just don't don't feel like they're adding up toward anything. But some people might be into that kind of thing too. Like, were, but were you into it? No. Sounds like it. Oh. Sounds like you're a big fan of this oh, thing. That was not my intent. Oh. Oh, it sounded like you really liked it. Loved it. This guy loves Carrion. Mm-hmm. Loves it. He loves Carrion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially by the side of the road. Oh, Jared. <laughs> Jared. RJ. So what, do you, what, what have you been watching? Uh, You ever heard of Woofin? I have. Woofin. From the, uh, from the author of Communion. Uh, oh, okay. I was wondering. I was like, why? I was like, why did I watch this thing? Uh, or I was like, when did this pop up on my radar? But maybe it was, uh, maybe it was the Communion connection. Could have been Albert Finney. Could have been Edward James. Almost. <laughs> it could have been any of those things. Or Thomas Noonan. Do you know Tom Noon? Tom Noonan, Jared. Mm-hmm. I do. It's pretty good in this. So this is a modern telling of a indigenous folklore horror story. Okay. They use they they use the term, and I'm going to be doing air quotes here. They use the term Indians a lot in this in this thing, a lot. Uh, but it's actually I, it's got a really cool setup. So. It takes place in 70s New York, Jarrett, which I know you're a fan of. I know it, this came out in 81, but it was probably filmed like in 79. Or to someone like me, it seemed like the 70s. Um, and it's in urban landscape, but also like the dilapidated parts of town where all the buildings are run down. And there are uh, there's a group of First Nations guys who work on construction crews. And then there's a bunch of kind of savage animal slains happening throughout the city like and uh, so there's a bunch of not not animals being being slain but a bunch of human people bodies get found and then the coroner keeps telling albert finney the detective says no person could have done this these are animal attacks animal attacks uh so it makes them kind of cross paths where uh they find out the story the like their tribal uh like legend of wolfen and it's like a skinwalker, actually. 
you know, like, like, from, like from a ranch, ranch. <laughs> just like from a ranch, buddy, just like from a ranch. Uh, so it's a skinwalker. And so Albert Finney's a detective trying to find the guy. Uh, Edward James Olmos is naked for a extended period of this movie. He's running around naked as well. And I went, whoa, that dude's balls are out. <laughs> uh, and then Tom Noonan comes in uh, as an animal rights activist. And I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, so this actually has like, there is a, as hard as it is to watch, like I actually kind of liked the message of this because this has a big campaign against like the anti-wolf uh like um callings that happened i don't know if you're familiar with this like throughout the states where they just decimated wolf populations because they didn't want them do you, do you know about that um i know that uh human populations do calls uh yep. against whatever offending creature comes along uh recently sounds like um well Creepsville might be going to war against the wild pigs or oh, are boars invading Creepsville? uh north of us they are yes fucking bring them on that sounds awesome what kill sounds them? awesome kill, kill the kill the ball kill the boars no oh i thought they were like wild running rampant I, I, that sounded awesome wow uh yeah don't do full calls that's so what happened jerry well humans are humans are unable to keep up with the the intelligence of the wild boar hey boars know how to do a lot of things we don't no that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> like spread e coli well, we have E. coli too in our guts. <laughs> it's where it belongs. Yeah, but on I mean, the inside, not the outside. It's like all that lettuce that gets recalled. It's because those guys working in the fields aren't allowed to go to the bathroom, so they just have to do it right in their fucking pants, and then, and then it gets on the lettuce, and the people eat it get E. coli poisoning. <laughs> you you look it up. There was a news article on this once. <laughs> they weren't allowed to go to the bathroom, and they had to go in their pants. And it got on the lettuce. <laughs> and then they sold the lettuce at grocery stores. This sounds like a exactly a going, going to plan for uh, Jeff Bezos. I know. This is why we got to start that commune where we grow our own lettuce. And we know which whose fecal material has Man, been covered. What's that, what's that movie called again? The, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, uh, uh, upstream, the upstream Color. Oh, God. With the, uh, the connection to the pig fetuses? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's is that, is, is that what you're calling for? I mean, maybe, maybe. But anyways, Wolfen. Uh, so what happened in the states and in Alberta was that uh, were... Wolfen related to Walden. I mean, in the platonic sense. Okay. So in real life, Jared, they had these helicopter uh, crews that were going around sniping wolves, and that that was the solution to the wolf problem. But uh, I'll, some people can do their homework out there, and uh, I I would uh, get you to watch the video when they reintroduced wolves to Yellowstone Park that was dying. And then, Jared, would you believe this? True story. The park was rehabilitated, brought fresh life to the park. So wolves are important. Just uh, just so you know, buddy. Wolves are important. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's uh, um, that's what this movie's about. Uh, it's about wolves, and Tom Noonan is there, and he's uh, sticking up for the animals, and I thought that was nice. You do see a lot of wolves actually dying, and I was like, ugh, I don't want to see that, but uh, it happened in real life, and it was atrocious. So, anyways, want to hear about popcorn? Sure. So, have you seen popcorn? I take it. I saw it. Probably 15 years ago on, yeah. on a uh, full-frame DVD. Yeah. 
Okay. That uh, I watched it on YouTube. Not the best quality, but it, it, it kind of it got the job done. And uh, I described it as a Phantom of the Opera-based 90s O to 50s sci-fi. So we have a movie theater doing like 50 sci-fi movie marathon where it's on like On an each... island? What? Is, is it like on an island or like a resort? Because I never – there's a lot of like Hawaiian no. shirts and shorts. No, it's just the themes of the movies. So it's all 50 sci-fi movies. So one of them is called like Mosquito and they have like a giant mosquito flyby. One of them is called like Fart Ass or something. And they have like Stinko Vision coming out of the walls where they like stink bomb everyone. So it's like all these movies that are different themed and there's like people are dressed up. Okay. If it was on an island, I did not notice. So in, it, it's in, possible. My, in my memory, it seems like there's like a trip that's taken. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely possible. It could have happened. But uh, I think it was almost entirely just takes place in this movie theater. So they're kind of like doing a send off to 50 sci-fi. Uh, and then what you find is there is a, uh, a phantom in the uh, theater, Jarrett, and uh, he's stealing people's skin. He's uh, going around. Uh, he's actually walking around in their skin, Jarrett. Whoa. And, a, uh, in a theater of ranches. In a, Yeah, there was ranch dressing in that theater. So uh, this is another Skinwalker Ranch uh, picture. Um, so it's all the movie staff, and then some of the movie staff start getting killed throughout the night. And then you find your friend Toby, who uh, Toby. is... Toby, an interesting fellow. But yeah, there's uh, some skin walking mm -hmm. in this. There's some face swapping, which is pretty cool. This is not a bad movie. I wish there was a better print of it. Like well, there, just... there is a um, Arrow Synapse Films put this out on Blu-ray mm -hmm. a little while ago. I think it's like forty bucks though. That's why I've not bought it. Aha! So Popcorn was filmed entirely in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh. Okay, so yeah, you're right. There's something about like, like, why does this movie look like this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this does not seem like a normal like a Midwest town that you would expect popcorn to be. And it's like, no, nah, the slasher. It's set in uh, or it was filmed in Jamaica. Oh, okay, well, I mean that's cool. I it, it shows you that I pay attention, but um, uh, yeah, I had no idea. There you go. That's cool. It does have a distinct look. I thought it was just like. They were going for that fifties thing, but that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, the, but yeah, no popcorn's the, the 50s thing. <laughs> the fifties thing, Jamaican island thing, that Jamaican that, that America, the American fifties were famed for. I know they're into it, tiki shit. They, I mean, they're into some tiki stuff. You know what though, Jarrett? Have you ever heard this one? Jamaican me crazy, man. You know what I think yeah. of that? I think that sounds freaky. Ooh, yeah. So popcorn's pretty good. Freaky is a big pile of shit. Oh man. So are you big saying who's the who's this guy that directs these movies again? This one is directed by Christopher Landon. Yeah. Who did Happy Death Days? Yeah. And one of the Paranormal Activities. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually I'm gonna bump this down half a star because this movie sucked ass. Wow. So uh, even less than two. Yeah, it's not good. Um, okay, but so it's got, it's, know, got, it's got your hero. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> uh, I like who he works with now, other uh, apart from this guy. Uh, like I like his trips into Zollerland, but um, so this is a Freaky Friday, Jarrett, where uh, Vince Vaughn is a serial killer, and then he finds a possessed knife. Is he a serial killer or is he a slasher? He's a slasher. Yeah, he's a slasher. 
So he's a slasher. He's going on a bend, killing everyone in town. Uh, and the town is called something like Pleasantville. It's okay. not pleasant. It's like Niceburg or something. Yeah, something Oaks. Yeah, the the, the, the yeah. It's, it sounds like a uh, Fear Street. Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. And this fits very much in that realm. And uh, I have a real issue with that. And I'll tell you what. So they sw- swap bodies, and then it's why, like why a baby land? Oh yeah, it is. But it's also the woke version. And so here's my issue. Uh oh. And I'm not gonna go. talk about. I'm not going to talk about woke right. stuff that much. Here comes Dave Chappelle. Uh, I watched that this week. I can speak to that. Okay. Uh, but okay. Uh-oh. The woke stuff doesn't bother me that much, but it's it's very uh, in your face about it. But I, I think that they actually, they do the thing that they're talking against in this movie. So this movie is very, they, it tries to be very progressive. And there's a lot of jokes about like, you know, being inside of like, different bodies so like when when the girl is in vince vaughn's body the guy that he he has a crush on they kiss which is kind of weird that vince vaughn is a like 45 year old adult kissed a supposed to be in the movie 16 year old boy so it's like that's a little bit problematic um but it's but but he's inside of he's he's inside of the body of the like 16 year old final girl Yes. And the intent is that, oh, no. So, like, the girl is inside Vince Vaughn's 45-year-old man body, and then they kiss. And oh. the, the, the teenage <laughs> boy goes, like, I don't care what you look like. I know what you are inside. And it's like, I get that. That's fine. Um, I, I do think, like, I hope that kid was 21 that Vince Vaughn kissed, or else he's going to have a lot of problems on his hands later. But I'm assuming he w- he was. So, like, that's all fine. That's the kind of movie it is where it's, like, that kind of message. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but the thing I don't like, Jared, is there is a a male character in this movie, and he is openly gay. And then he goes on to joke about raping other guys, and but it gets kind of laughed off. And I was like, that's weird that they would, like, make a point to talk about, like uh, – like this this good thing where it's kind of like yeah you are how you feel feel you are it's like all right i get that but then there's this one character who he's they're like all oh, all the boys are so drunk they don't know what they're doing and he's like that and you're just like wow. that's weird whatever rj said skype was like no way oh well I, there there's a there's a male character who talks about basically forcing himself sexually on other men uh and it, i i found it off-putting because i was like I was like, I feel like he's he's getting a little too aggressive here, and I don't think it's consensual, Jarrett. So maybe I'm the woke one. <laughs> but anyways, does that does that sound like uh, Dave Chappelle, or do you think that that's a legitimate thing to be like, oh, that's kind of weird? <laughs> um, that's how it seemed to me. Okay. Anyways, uh, so freaky on paper sounded kind of cool because the the, the whole, the whole thing is it. it's the Freaky Friday idea. Yeah, and it's like, but we're going to apply Freaky Friday, but to the slasher film. So yes, that's, that could be a lot of fun. Kind of like how Happy Death Day was a a decent little show. Yes, yeah, exactly, and that's why I watched it because I was like, well, Happy Death Day is not bad, and I watched this, and it's um, it's fine, but it's nothing. Uh, it's not. It's not not as good as Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day is an actually good movie, and Freaky, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't care. So. I wouldn't recommend it, Jared. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Because of sexually aggressive young men who don't know what gnome means. Gnome? 
they don't know what no well, means. Okay. I mean, He's working through the no as you as someone I've heard would put it sometime. Right. Yeah. I so see. anyways, that's freaky. Okay. You want to tell me about the stand? Uh, what's there to what's there to say about the stand? Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Whoopi's in it, not as much as I would like. Um, so I I, I finally got uh, around, we got around to it. Did you, did you now? Did you finish reading the book so you could watch this? I finished the book before um, I watched the ninety stand during peak okay. pandemic. Okay. Whenever I watched that, the the shit Garris one. Um, I, I've lost track. I've lost track. Yeah. So I watched that one like peak pandemic when the world was locked down, uh, and I finished the book then. Um, but yeah, this was it was a I don't know this is like nine hour long episodes. So I was putting it off for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was right after we watched Midnight Mass. Uh, this like popped up on the the thing, and I was, we were like, oh, it's it's, like, it's kind of similar. We can check this out, I guess. Um, so this is uh, this is some real incel stuff, Jarrett. The legitimate kind of incel stuff. This is a vintage incel. Um, in terms of stand uh, in, in iterations, I, I think we've talked about this before. I don't actually, I don't think, I don't like this stand as much as everyone else does. Yep. I think it's fine. Um, but I do think like it really, he really loses steam in the back end. And it's very noticeable where you're just like, uh you're like you're doing the you're doing the Stephen King thing, you know, um, and and this kind of falls into that category as well, where it does a lot of the Stephen King stuff, where you're just like, oh my god, you're like I don't care, uh, but um, this has your buddy in it, Alexander Skarsgård from Godzilla vs Kong. Oh Do you man, him? Uh, no, I don't, but <laughs> he, he's Randall Flagg, Jarrett. Oh, of course, yeah. of course, you picked that guy. It's like, yeah, that, that is a terrible Randall flag. I haven't even seen this thing, and I could just be like, no, mm. no. Yeah, he, uh, uh, he was fine. They don't give him a lot to work with. The one guy who was really good was um, the guy who played Harold, uh, Owen Teague. That guy, uh, he he was the the major incel in this, and uh, it was very believable. So um, I actually thought he was. Well, that, that is because yeah, like Harold is an incel. Like he's very uh, he is like pr- proto. Genuinely proto incel proto incel yeah. and uh he did he did a pretty good job at it man this guy Whoopi. this man this fucking owen teague though this guy is in a fuck ton of uh, stephen king. king adaptations yes he is uh four two. that we can name yeah right off, right off the top i mean it parts one and two one and two and and who everyone's favorite cell which i don't think is as bad as people think no, sells sells fine. It's crap, but it's not fair. Yeah. Like, look at all these people dogpiling one star. Come on, it's uh, it's got e- it's got shuffling easy. shuffling zombie circle at the end. <laughs> that's uh, primo. <laughs> that that is good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, I just started thinking about that. <laughs> It's really it's, it's so dumb. See, yeah. See, it, look how much it, enjoyment you got. Oh wait, maybe it is one star, but I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it was a it's a it's a post apocalyptic action. It's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. All right, Rebecca. It's um, a trip. Tell me. Uh, but so, that, so st- any thoughts on the stand? Uh, so this is just a stay away. What is this for a rating? Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, I think if you're a, a big king head, like uh, some of them are, I think you you should watch it just to see. But I actually. And this is going to shock a lot of people. I think the the Mick Garris one 
for all of his faults, is actually a pretty decent telling of this one. This one kind of has the the new horror problem where it um it jumps around so much, and the stand has so many characters. That was one of the first things I was reading yeah. people saying when this launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, "Why is this achronological? <laughs> like, why mm-hmm. why do they change the, all this up for needlessly?" Yeah, and th- that was the biggest issue I had. Like, it's not um. It's not bad. It's got some good stuff in it. Uh, like the guy who plays Tom Cullen is really good. He's like he's that huge dude who gets cast in lots of stuff. He was the rapist in M Night Shyamalan's movie. Um, ah, Brad William Hankey. Yeah, that guy is really good in this. Uh, he he's really good, and some of the some of the character interactions are good. And there are parts of the stand I do like quite a bit. Um, but uh, it is it's really janky where um it time jumps a lot uh, like unnecessarily so it's like just put this in linear order it's already Man. so much to did, take did, on did, because there's 15 did, main characters. RJ, did you know that Brad William Hankey is also in Space Jam? The new one? Like the original. He's in the original Space Jam and Bright. What is he in Space Jam? I don't know. He's a character in it. He's like a kid. Brad William Hankey. Let's find him on here. Oh, man, there's a lot of people in Space Jam. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah. He, like, I mean, he was good in this. Uh, some people might not like his character because he does he play is a uh, star- development. Stars catcher. Oh, so he's just a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, that guy was really good in this. Um, so I actually liked liked his role and it's like i said there's some stuff i like but it is it is pretty choppy and i think it's like unnecessarily choppy where you're like oh oh uh you you know nat wolf do you know that kid nope that guy nope if you saw him in this movie i think you would you would throw up (laughs) you would just physically throw up you'd be like i hate this guy that much i'm throwing up and uh amber turd is in this as well Ooh. Do you, did you ever hear that story about when Johnny Depp was calling her Amber Turd uh, instead of Amber Heard? I heard something about that, RJ. Yeah, well, you look it up. Oh, one thing I, I uh, one issue I have with this is they make rats evil, and I, I'm I'm sick of movies making rats evil. They're not bad guys. In this one, there's like rats like eating people's like heads and stuff like for no reason. It's like they don't do that. Leave them alone. So, anyways, that's uh, that's my take. So, uh, do you uh, did you watch any movies or? <laughs> Uh, are you familiar with the film Halloween at Aunt Ethel's? It's one of my favorite films. Wow. Okay. Cool. I thought that maybe I, uh, you had missed out on this one. So I got watched it like six. Times. I, I had finished watching Carrion and not really yeah. caring about that, and I was mindlessly scrolling through Tubi for something mm-hmm. to put on while I like I don't know did other Just things on my fun. laptop, and I saw this pumpkin-headed killer poster. And I was like, well, I'm down with a jack-o'-lantern-headed guy killing sure. people. That sounds like it would be cool. But no, RJ, this movie's not cool. It sucks. It sucks real bad. You, you're you telling me that Halloween at Aunt Ethel's was not a slam dunk affair? Well, it's got like like nothing happens for like an hour except for uh, there's these characters you don't like. And it's trying to be, it's actually, it's trying to be like a horror comedy. And there's like stuff I would imagine would be like in a scary movie. But without oh. any of the execution of, like, a bad comedy even, it's just kind of like, oh, I've seen one of those movies before, and people seem to like it when characters talk about getting high or when, like, moms talk about how they're MILFs. 
and they're in competition with their uh, own daughter for like banging their like high school boyfriends. Mm. Talking about their puppies and ugh, ugh. That's that sounds getting, getting smoke, smoking. Good. Say, mom, you stole my weed. And you're supposed to go. <laughs> Her mom. You say, do you get it? It's 2021. And then, and then Aunt Ethel's a witch. And she's just killing people. Well, naturally. She's killing people. She's make, baking the stuff out of, like, body parts and stuff. But, like, it's it's jokes. And it keeps cutting back and forth. And then eventually it leads to the kids, uh, the main characters, doing an investigation to stop Ethel. Which I guess means killing her. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, naturally so. This I is mean, what you expect to be on Tubi, that's for sure. Hey, not everything on there is that I, I, bad. I know, I know. Out, not, uh, but what I'm saying is, terrible. see, now when you're talking about Tubi, this is what you expect, but sometimes you get some good yeah. stuff on there, too. Yeah. Are you, uh, you should check, I, I don't know if you remember, but you should watch Spaceships Terrible this year, Spaceship Terror, because that, uh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't, I, and that's the only, the only thing I'll say about it, is it wasn't bad. Yeah. So, so do, do you know about uh, Jim Jarmusch? I know about Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. And his fishing tactics. Yeah, you do know about that. Well, do you know that um, since being like an indies film darling back in mm-hmm. the day, uh, he started making these uh, dips into horror films, into the horror genre. He made a vampires. Va- he made a vampire movie, and most mm-hmm. recently, he did a zombie film called "The Dead Don't Die." And I heard it was a star-studded cast. Here. It is star-studded. It's got that Adam Driver. Oh wow! Everybody likes that chest of his. The uh, the breakout actor of uh, Star Wars Nine. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, Huge. It really set him up. And Who else is in there? Bill Murray. Tom Waits, he's in there. Guess what he plays? He plays like a town bum. Can you imagine oh. that? It's got Chloe Savini. It's got Steve Buscemi, who stops in like for a coffee. Danny Glover, Rosie Steve Perez, Bush? Iggy Pop as a zombie. It's what? It's got RZA. It's got Carol Kane. Selena what? Gomez. Who? Larry Fessenden. Larry Fessenden? Wow, star studded. And and, and 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 guess who's also in it, RJ? One of my, one John Murray? No, one of my all, <sighs> one of my all time favorite performers of all time, Tilda Swinton. Ah, uh, did she have heavy dangling uh, male genitalia present she, in this? She one? did not, but mm. she was she was a Scottish woman. Uh, with she was like the coroner also of the town, but she also uh, has a samurai sword. Naturally. 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 So, yeah, this movie spends a whole lot of time setting up the zombie attack. Mm. A very long time. Uh, there's some full-on acknowledgments that they read the script. <laughs> Adam Driver's character talks about he knows what's going to happen next because he's read the script. Is it like, is it kind of like, uh, <laughs> it, it like makes you like it because it's self-aware? Apparently, is that like, what it does? Apparently. Oh, uh, okay. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is bad. This is a bad movie. Yeah. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. It starts mm. off like, well, this has got some promise. This is this could be pretty good. And no, 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 no. I don't know what yeah. is what. What else was this going to be? There's no like, oh, he really blew an opportunity. He's like, no, he made the movie he wanted to. Uh, yeah. It's just, 
not good. Yeah, I mean, I it's been available for me to watch, I think, as early as last year, and I just haven't had a lot of interest. Yeah, I to mean, be honest. it's kind of... So we, that only Lovers Left Alive movie, I was pretty meh on. Yeah. And Patterson was a nice little movie, a, a good use of that driver. It's a, It fits right into the trilogy of horror films, too. It does. Only Lovers... Uh, Patterson, the dead, and Patterson. He, well, he drives the bus, and he writes poetry. No. They say it like that, <laughs> I think. So, you know, the writer, the writer of poetry, who wears geometric shirts, and his girlfriend has circle dresses because she's chaotic. I mean, that is pretty chaotic. It's pretty wild. Chaotic neutral. Yeah, I don't know if you can figure that all out it's a lot to unpack well i'm still packing still after that one yeah. so this is a skip don't bother yeah that's good to know because i maybe would have tried one day but yeah. nah. nah 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 uh but what you might want to try out maybe maybe is the boneyard from 1991 <laughs> is i thought that was your place the boneyard <laughs> well that's uh that's, that's where me and the undertaker hang out Oh, I see. I I don't know. The poster's got a dog on it, and it I does. you know how I feel about dogs. Yeah, I mean, is it's... there animal cruelty in this? Uh, it's like a one out of ten in terms of like. Mm. So it's if if there was, it didn't really register all that much because it's like if it's all very much off camera. That's and a... it's like and it's just kind of like off to the side. It's not like it doesn't bring attention to itself. Like some other films I watched uh, mm. recently, where it's like, holy shit! Where it's you know you know RJ when I message you and tell you, hey, make sure you never watch this movie. Th that... Oh, see, I was confused because then you gave you gave it three stars, and I was like, oh wait, is that a good movie? And then uh, I, I didn't figure that out. Well, because we're going to discuss it here. Because yeah. th this is a don't watch this RJ. Don't gotcha. don't watch this movie. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's got you on two fronts. Two fronts. Uh, well, we can talk about that. Yeah, but maybe. I mean, one. Yeah, if we get there, one out of ten is not great. It's pretty. It's not. It's acceptable. I mean, well, if, for I a mean, movie that's got a dog on the cover, I mean, uh, it's a horror movie. I never know what to think because even like, uh, I think Rob Eagle recommended this movie called Spore that's in my list right now. And uh, I think I watched the trailer, and it just—it was just like a bunch of animal kennels. And I think he even prefaced with, "It's not that bad to animals." And I was like, "Hmm, well, I'll see." But uh, I'm thinking it's probably more than I would like. This so. is like so the dog is weirdly featured in this. It's not about wow. a, it's not about a dog with like a haunted dog bone graveyard or something. Ah, uh, that would have been cool. No, I think that movie. Now this is Aww. this movie's actually kind of bad. Like just okay. like on a, the story is boring and it's slow, extremely unappealing characters. Oh wow! I know, but but you're selling it. The effects stuff in this, like this is the uh, before CGI. This is like when prosthetics were really starting to hit mm -hmm. a point. And I was watching this in a low res uh, YouTube version, and I think there is a Blu-ray of this now out there in the world. Uh, but the the creature effects in this are like creepy. <laughs> like, they're like really like oh like what is that? And she's like oh 
those are horrible little demon kids. Run, I like the sound of that. Running around in the hospital. So, is this a... Uh, this is like a surprise decent one? It's got good visuals. Okay. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. It's got some good little spooky moments. Uh, this is garbage movies. Like, this is like, if you wanted to fill some time up in an afternoon and knock out a horror Throw movie. Boneyard. Watch, watch that Boneyard. Yeah. Where did uh, where did you uh, source this film? YouTube. YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. it's, on, it's still on there. And, yeah. yeah. So the synopsis, of course. Children turn into zombies, wreak havoc in a coroner's building with just a burned out psychic, an experienced cop, and two coroners to stop the madness. Sounds good to me. And it's got Phyllis Diller. Wow, well, I'm a big, biggest Phyllis Diller well, guy do, around. Do you want to know her character's name? Is it Phil D- Phil Dillon? Pretty close, Miss Poopinplatz. <laughs> Take that, Phyllis Diller. Well, she she loved it. That's why she wanted the role. <laughs> Miss Poopinplatz, that's good stuff. Love but yeah, yeah, the uh, the Love psychic it. woman in this is played by. Deborah Rose? I don't think that's right. I can't remember the character's actual name. Mm. But, yeah, this is, uh, it's worth a watch. It's good October viewing. It's it's mm-hmm. above whatever you want to call the average of Creeptober. This one's like slightly above just because of the cool monsters. I gotcha. I gotcha. That sounds cool. Uh, I'll give you two short films and I'll hand it back okay. to you. Yeah. Uh, I watched two more short films via Alter. Uh, one called Kiss, which is just your completely predictable. There's a coroner who is also like a necrophile, and he gets his just desserts. Who cares? Hmm. Uh, how just are these desserts? Well, she turns into a zombie, and she's uh. like, "I'll kiss you," and then because that's all they actually do is he kisses her, and he's like. And there's like a tension. You're like, oh fuck, what's this guy going to do to this body? You're a pretty one, aren't you? <laughs> yes. And then it's like, oh, she's a she's a ghoul. And then that's the end. And you're like, ugh. I would uh, I would hit that with what my uh, like eight year old niece would do, and she'd go, boring. She <laughs> yeah. says that out loud a lot. Yeah. Boring. So I'd hit her with that if I was you. And then you'd what did you, what did you say you would do to her then? Oh, I, I'd give her a bonk on the head. Yeah, bonking. That's right. <laughs> well, a bonk. You know, you ever bonked anyone on the head, Jerry? Yeah, you asked me that uh, two weeks ago. And what was your answer? I said, no, RJ. Quit, quit talking about child abuse on the air. Wow. It's just a little bonk. I'm not going to, like, actually hit, hit her hard. Just bonk. <laughs> so I, I watched another short film that I did not realize you had seen yourself until I ah. watched it. And that's uh-huh. The Smiling Man from 2015, directed by one A.J. Bryans. Yeah. As synopsis. A little girl home alone finds herself face-to-face with pure evil. How do you know he's pure evil? <laughs> I don't know, because he's smiling. There's not enough to get out of uh, his presence in this thing to know. Is this the one where he's in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It. Or it's like I've seen she, a few of these. Yeah, she sees a balloon. Yeah, <laughs> and like and she walks, and then you see like a guy, kind of like this skinny, like fleshy-looking, pale thing walking around, and like kind of disappears around corners, impossibly. And you're like, oh shit, what's this, what's this? Who's this guy who's smiling? What's he gonna do to this little girl? Oh, and then she goes down to the kitchen, and then she sees this like 
horrible, decrepit, like, ghoul man who's all sad and, like, shivering. And, and, and then he starts trying to befriend her. And this girl's just, like, no-selling it, which is mm-hmm. preposterous. Like, it's just so fucking stupid. And, like, and then he starts, like, uh, trying to be, like, cute, mm-hmm. smiling, even though it's, like, he's, like, a ghoul. He's a fucking he's naked. A legitimate ghoul. He's a legitimate ghoul man, and then he uh, he's like killed her mom, who's just like off in the corner, and the girl hasn't noticed this. And then like there's like blood on the floor, and he starts like picking up the blood and starts smearing it on his face like he's a clown. Mm-hmm. And then he starts being from being sad. He starts getting really happy and going. <laughs> And that's when the pure evil kicks in, RJ. And you go, oh, oh shit. shit, I just shit my pants. It was that scary? No. Oh. Uh, but on the poster, net said, creepy with a capital C. Yeah, that's how people talk about stuff, huh? So the, yeah, this I was like act kind of mad after watching this because it's like, well, that like the 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 smiling man's pretty cool looking, like it's sure. but that's it. That's like there's no no thought went to this at all. This is like totally the typical short film. Yeah, it's like I there's, mean, there's no thought to it, and they're like, oh, it's enough, right? It's just, it's crazy. And you're like, no, it's not. It's not crazy with a C, capital C or a creepy with a capital C. It's, that's ex- yeah. It's la- it just actually, felt lazy. That's exactly what I thought. Where it was kind of like they just thought this was enough. Hey, it's like here's a guy in white paint. That's enough, right? Yep. And you go, no, that's not enough. You actually have to do something. But like, but it's nothing. Girl goes downstairs, yeah, it's just and then the big reveal is the creep, the smiling man killed her mom, and now and the implication is he's going to kill the girl next. And you're like, I don't care. I mean, I'm never going to yeah. see them again. It's like that's the end of the short film. Who cares? Well, who gives a they shit? Get, you have to build something. You have to be like, oh, no. Yeah. There's no stakes. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's that. It's all you... uh, in a three-act structure, RJ. Um, it's, a what? It's like it's all A. <laughs> it's just, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You should watch more of the – I think there was a, a Creeptober. I went on a rip. I did like like six to ten short films, and there was a lot of absolute shit in there. You should uh, – you should check out. Um, I think the one that made me the most actively mad was uh, called Bedfellows or something like that. <laughs> you should check out Bedfellows. Uh, there's, Jared. there's a few of these reviews. Of, these are three star reviews though of this. Damn, that kid didn't care, and that kid that kid couldn't get even give two shits. I uh, yeah, no thanks. Some of these some of these shorts are are not good, Jarrett. Not not good. I think there's another smiling man one where it's just like a a guy across the street who um oh you've seen bedfellows <laughs> uh, there's like a guy across the street who just walks kind of funny I don't remember do you remember bedfellows no. that one was shit yeah that one was make that one it, was are, you, shit. are you saying it shit the bed mm, it wishes it had shit the bed because <laughs> then you'd like it. And then you'd like it a little more. People, one guy gave it three stars and went, whoa. Oh, this one. Yeah, this one. People love that. Felipe uh, Guidez gave it two and a half stars, and he just uh, wrote a review that said, cuck. So. 
Yeah, he's in a, yeah, because he's in he's in a bed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We all know everybody. Everybody loves Al Columbia. It's fine. We all love him. Uh, you know, he's, he likes pale white ghoul things. Ah, I see. I see. Uh, would you take it away, RJ? Tell me about official denial. Ooh, uh, this had some of the best screenshots I've gotten in a uh, well, just single screenshot I got in a while, which was the one I posted uh, on uh, Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving. Yes, <laughs> where uh, it's just a guy walking through a field with an alien on his shoulders. It's like a nice family like uh, outing. That's actually his grandma. Oh, but kind of also his wife. Oh, uh, it, it got a little confusing oh. near the end. So uh, this is uh, this is your your vintage uh, alien abduction confusing people slash military based alien story. Uh, so we have a guy who works in the military. He sees aliens. He's got weird dreams. He talks about how they are extracting his sperm, <laughs> quote unquote, with the exact line they extract sperm, mm-hmm. and then everyone goes, okay. Okay. Uh, you later find out that the aliens are a dying race and they need human DNA to uh, kind of continue on, which is uh, happens in a lot of alien movies, which I find like a weird thing. I feel like that's self-indulgent to people. And it's not really because it's it's like we need your it's like, look how advanced we are, but we're dying. We need you to help. And it's like, meh. I think they're fine. Uh, this one also gets the quote-unquote Indians tag because this one uh, has them venture out into sacred land and they uh, communicate with um, some uh, First Nations uh, elders who can see the alien for what he is or what she is. Pretty uh, pretty crazy stuff, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, official denial is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a guy like me mm-hmm. who wants easily accessible alien content, uh, for a guy like you, Jared, I could see you giving it a two star. And I don't think you'd be actively negative against it. You'd just be like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I don't peg you as an official denial uh, kind of guy. But uh, for me, it was all worth it just for that screenshot of uh, that nice family walking through, so through you, the field. You give official denial official approval? Uh, I give it official approval by my standards. That's the only standard is, that matters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm on board with this thing. I'm on board. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear about Backcountry? I would love to hear about Backcountry, RJ. So what did you think when you read my review of this film? Uh, did you think I made that up or, what, or did you check it out? What's that? The uh, the bear attack. Uh, oh no no no, no RJ! I was more laughing at your use of the expression "negative encounters." <laughs> did you did you see the post I commented afterwards? I though? did, and then did you see my response of like, yes. just God damn it, Bobby, <laughs> just just like this is this is what we should be against. Is it's like you know. We start using this like terminology of like negative encounters. You mean this is like the training videos you'd get at a store of like, well, if a customer comes and they're angry, that's what we like to call classify that as a negative encounter. Uh, this is like also what I imagine uh, a certain type of person would be like a negative encounter, like a bear attack and killing a person. That's a negative encounter. It's like, no, we have words for that. It's, it's called bear attack. bear attack. Now, we can still call it a bear attack, and I'm also not arguing that we need to go out and destroy the bear. 
I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I think like what, uh, a couple days before you'd seen this movie, there was a story just North of Creepsville of, uh, like a baby bear, like a cub that was in some guy's backyard and it was just there. And he was like, huh? So he started like giving it apples and stuff and it was kind of like hanging out. And then he called a, a conservation officer and they came out and then like, I think, but, or the police came and it was ruled. Well, this bear ain't going to make it. So they just fucking shot it. And the guy's like, yeah, uh, he was like, I would have never called if that was what they were going to do. And yeah. you're like, yup. And, uh, in weird times that we're living and it's like, Oh yeah, bears are just like coming closer and closer into town or cougars for instance. Yes. And there's a reason there, there's all sorts of reasons there's as why these mountain animals. Yes. And I, I could talk about it all day, yeah. but, uh, but so well, I, I know what you mean yes. because I think it could be used in the wrong context where it's like, say that you worked in an office and say that someone was, uh, <laughs> unwanted back unwanted massages, sexual. And you said, well, that's a negative encounter. Well, And this is, we and that. this is where Sam Sanchez rings in with RJ knows a thing or two about negative encounters. Well, he meant it in a different sense. He meant it in a more playful, wholesome one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, so it's, I saw this headline on CBC, like, I don't know, a month ago or something like that. And I was like, because they're like, Rebrand, rebranding shark attacks as negative encounters. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> so when I watched this movie, it was all I could think about. It totally <laughs> distracted me where I was like, man, this is a negative encounter if I ever saw one. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what ir- irreversible is about? It's about a negative encounter. A negative too. encounter. Yeah. So, what is a couple of negative encounters? All all these inter- all interactions could be called negative, negative encounters, encounters, and it kind of uh, dehumanizes in yes. this way that like is just not helpful for uh, communication purposes. Yes. Uh, and it's like, yeah. So there's like, these fun facts. You're like, you know, sharks actually don't really kill the number of people you think, but that's because of yep. that that movie Jaws, which I was trying to say, RJ, what's Jaws about? And it's about negative encounters. Negative encounters. I uh, I, I was going a different route, but I didn't realize that. But yes, Jaws is a negative encounter with a shark. Yeah. Well, that's why I, it was all I could think of, and so that's why when I was watching, I was just googling. And I was like, how many bear attacks are there? Like in a year worldwide and it was like 40 i was like fuck that's not very many well i think i was like i looked this up too because i was curious and i think in in uh old canada uh, there was 46 bear attacks from like what 2005 or something like that to 2017 and I think, but of those 46, 43 led to death of the person. So it's like, oh yeah, bears will fuck you up pretty good. Oh, bears will fuck you up. You leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Well, sometimes it's unavoidable. Cause like, I think also like the weekend before uh, you watch this, there was a story about like two different individuals uh, out in the, the crow's nest pass. Uh, one was a hunter looking for grouse. Uh, and they they uh, had a negative encounter, and then there was another person yeah. who was just hiking, and they were alone, and they too had a negative encounter. Now they both survived yeah. their ordeals. Uh, they they weren't hunted across the uh, the landscape by a malicious <laughs> bear, but with a bloodlust. But, but hey, that bear attack, am I right? That thing's pre- that bear attack was pretty gruesome in this movie. Oh. yeah. So I I didn't mention I, back, backcountry is actually like pretty good. This good, is like yeah. a three star. It uh, yeah. it's got um, uh, and it's a piece of Canadian film. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I just I thought my uh, my negative encounter thing was so funny. I didn't even bother rating this thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. It's got good setup. Like uh, there's this guy. I, I, I the actor who plays like the the alpha male. I hate that guy so much. Eric Balfour. Oh. That guy is just like every time I see him, I'm like, I hate this fucking guy just as a person for oh, some that reason. guy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Whenever I see him, I'm like, this guy just looks annoying, like before he even talks. But uh, he was pretty uh, effective as like unwanted alpha male entering the camp. Um, So like that scene was actually really good. And then, yeah, the bear attack is good. It is good. And then the rest of what happens is, you know, what happens after a negative encounter. But uh, no, backcountry's country's not bad. I remember you watched it what a year or two ago, and you're just like, "This wasn't bad." Uh, and I was like, yeah, oh, "It was I'll a while it back." It came out in 2014, and um, mm-hmm. uh, God, when did I watch it? 2015. That's six years ago. Yikes, RJ. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Uh, but yeah, uh, this no, is better it's... than the the director's follow up, uh, Pie Wacket. Oh, yeah, more like. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. back uh, back country is not bad. It's not bad, but uh, bears. Am I right? Bear. Hey, I I think bears rule. They're like my they're my favorite. Bears are pretty they're, cool. They're my favorite animal. Yeah, bears are definitely pretty cool. I think they're really, so, uh, they're, they're neat. They're uh, very they are neat. Very. There's not a lot. There's not a lot like them. Bears. You know, you know what their claws are for, Jarrett? <laughs> you know why they got big claws? Big old claws. Do you know why? Um. To uh, like kill you? No, for digging. Uh-huh. It's for digging. What, they're poop? called. Do they have to? Do they bury their poop? I don't. Think no, they they're do. For, they're foragers. Yeah, they, they eat all kind. They'll eat whatever. They'll eat. I mean, they got they it. Whatever. They got to eat. Yeah, but when they're out in the in the bush, uh, yeah, they uh, they're digging, man, and digging. And, and slashing, and so, well, I mean, who, who wouldn't, you know? But anyways, backcountry, not bad, not bad. Do you want to uh, rip off some more, or uh, uh, what's your... no? Tell me about "Let the Corpses Tan," RJ. Okay, you have not seen this, right? I have not. I have seen uh, their previous collaboration, though. Um, God, which what's it's got one of those silly titles. I'll I'll read it to you. <clears throat> this, is it the strangeness? Yeah, the strange color of your body's tears. Yeah. I actually that's the one I have not watched because I think that title made me mad. And then yeah. I have I have watched Amer. That's the one I've seen, which is another one of these. Uh, I don't know, love letters to Giallo. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of Giallo. The title for sure. Um, the movie itself isn't super Giallo-y. A lot of people said that, but I was like, mm, I don't think so. What what they're trying to do way more is they're trying to do Yordarowski acid acid western, and then your buddy quentin tarantino i think it's a mix of those two uh so i uh all i knew about this was the title and i was like oh yeah that's catchy um it rolls off it the tongue rolls right off the tongue and uh it was available on shutter so i was like yeah i'll check this thing out um i find this movie frustrating because there are some like some sequences that i actually thought were really well done where i was like ooh, i was like this is good I was like, uh, this is some good stuff. I like how they're laying this out. And then there was some art house trash, just straight <laughs> shit, where it's like, you guys are so, 
your heads are so far up your own asses that it's like that you like you don't even know what you're doing anymore. Like what you're what you're showing is it's incomprehensible. El- it's, it's elevated. Yeah, that's what some people would call it. Panos would say. Uh, Panos, uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird mix where it's like some of the stuff I actually liked a lot. I was like, ooh, this is nice, and then some of it was just so. Like it's not even pretentious. It's just like it's honestly like you can't even watch it. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, this is just unwatchable. So right. it's it's a weird mix. Like I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. It's just it's very um, it's half of it's good, half of it is so bad, but the other half is good. So it's a it's a weird hmm. kind of in between. Yeah, I'm trying to. I I had a uh, what do we call it? It sounds like this is like the I think I think of it as the reflecting skin moment. Yeah, that, that you had. I had that last night. Uh, with were you trying to watch this? No, I was watching a movie called The Territory from, oh, okay. from 1981, mm-hmm. and it is that movie was uh, very very unlikable. Yeah, there's there there are a few like that. Like I don't know, it's um. I don't know. I would be interested to know what you think. Like, I don't. You might like this. Uh, you might just think it's absolute garbage. But uh, I feel like my tolerance for this type of thing is definitely decreased, though. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and especially like the good parts aren't right up front, where it's not in the first five minutes. Where I think that's and getting through the first five, you're gonna be like, "What's going on? What's up here?" There was one scene that annoyed the living fuck out of me and i know i exaggerate but it was honestly it was about three minutes long it was just a strobe light it was just a strobe light coming coming at me and like my cats were sitting with me and i was like well cats are prone to seizures i was like i don't want my cat to have a fucking seizure watching this this ass movie here uh ass it western so i was like so i was covering their eyes but i think this is mostly they're trying to be yordorowski and it's they're not. Did they? Uh, did anyone rape their co-star or blow up any lizards? No. Nah, it's, uh, not, well, it's not very Jodorowsky to me. Uh, no to the second one. To the first one, I can't say with certainty. Okay. I can't say yes. I can't say no. I don't know. I wasn't mm-hmm. there. I wasn't there. Do you know about James Spader? Uh, I do know about James Spader. What happened? Well, uh, he was in a movie once called Jack's Back. Oh. From 1988. <laughs> Directed by Rowdy Harrington. Ooh, is he related to Ultron? Well, he is related to Roadhouse because he directed it. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? You didn't know the guy directed Roadhouse. I know Spader. Yeah, you know Spader, though. And do you know who is also in this movie? Robert Uh, Picardo, and he plays a doctor. Is that all that dude has ever been allowed to play is just a doctor? I mean, he looks doctorly. He's bald. Yeah. I mean, that's a sign of a... <sighs> okay, listen to this. Okay, no, listen, to, listen, listen to this uh, tagline in the synopsis. 100 years ago in the city of London, in the East End slum of Whitechapel, a man shocked the world by murdering, raping, and mutilating five women. He was never caught. And the synopsis... <laughs> A young doctor is suspected when a series of Jack the Ripper copycat killings is committed. However, when the doctor himself is murdered, his identical twin brother claims to have seen visions of the true killer. 
Hmm. So is that good? No. <laughs> uh, so this movie feels like it should be good. Like it's very well made in a 1980s mainstream movie kind of way that is lacking sometimes when you're hmm. in, when you're in the midst of Creeptober. And so it's it completely competently made. Uh, James Spader's one of those guys. I don't get. I don't get it. He he's he's around. People like seem to like seem to have to thirst on him all the time when they talk about yeah, James I Spader. I mean, I don't know. He's not. I guess I'm not the target audience for James Spader and what he's got to offer. I don't, I don't know who is, though. but but people always talk about because he's in Crash. He's in Sex Lies and Videotape. He's in Secretary, which has got that poster of the the woman bending over. And people go, oh, yeah, oh, I want some James Spader right now. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, there's a picture of him bending over? Well, there's a movie called White Palace, and it looks like he's uh, feeding on some breasts here or something. He's doing what? Uh, he's in a movie called Dream Lover. He's also, like, kissing some cheeks. Um, okay. Critical Care. Uh, he looks like he's a doctor. So he's always he, sometimes he's a doctor, too. So anyway, I guess he gets people horny is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, and interesting. He failed to do so for me, and Jack's back. Uh, so there's this giant oaf of a man that they that we or he's the red herring killer. Yeah, and it turns out not to be him. Who cares? There's, I don't know, investigations. More like fartigations, am I right? Yeah. Uh, this was on Prime, and I don't know. You sound like you skippable. like it a lot. Skippable, very skippable. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Put yeah, put this one back in. Good. Put this one back in the oven. But some people, some people Ooh. dig on. Some people dig on this. But I do notice that it's got a two point nine average rating. So maybe that's not the case. Yeah, I don't think it sounds good. Yeah, it's it's pretty. That's just me. It's pretty blah. Um, and then there's the amusement park. Oh yeah, I'm. I have this in my list as well. I was going to watch this this year. Okay. Well, I might not talk about it this time. I'll let you okay. watch it because I noticed that uh, old Ollie Granger, he uh, yeah. he watched it. He he no, loved he... it. But you know what? He didn't love for the five star hmm. maniac. Well, he he is an incel though. Yeah. Self reported. Self reported. Yeah. And I think he also, I think he he liked the he liked the samurai movie we didn't like and, and was like just okay on the good one. Yeah, that's classic incel cuck behavior. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, it is what it is. It he's is not listening to this, so I can say whatever. I know well, he's never. Well, all that to say about the amusement park is, do you uh-huh. like RJ? Do you like metaphors? Oh. Boy, if I under if I could understand them, they would be my favorite thing. Okay, well, amusement park might be the breakout. Hmm. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. there's a guy at the beginning who tells you what it is. This movie is a it, metaphor, and, and then it summarizes it again at the end, just in case. I appreciate that a lot more than if someone was just like, if someone after the fact was like, well, you know. Tarkovsky's movies are metaphors. But what if it was like Tarkovsky? If him himself was telling me that, yeah, uh, I'd be I'd be more I'd be more on board with that than some guy who's got the A twenty four neck tattoo. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about A twenty four too. Metaphors. Uh, speaking of two, I watched yeah. Happy Death Day to you. And was it good? No, this oh. is oh. 
So that guy's 0 for 2 this month. Yeah, I, I didn't want to jump the gun when you are talking about Freaky, yeah. but man. I got So I, I really liked Happy Death Day. I thought that was like a, that was a very fun movie from last year. Yeah, it was good. Very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought it, uh, it was a very good mainstream horror movie. with like, yeah. And it did horror comedy decently. So Happy Death Day 2 picks up where Happy Death Day left off. And then it Back to the Future 2's things. So you get to see the first movie mm. over again, oh. and 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 it's so forced. There is this like suicide montage in it that is like so tone deaf. It's so mm. it's so fucking lame. And I think at that once it happens, it's just like ugh, like oh fuck, it's so fucking da- bad. The music sucks. Uh, there's like kind of new characters. Uh, they're thrown in, and there's like you know a crusty old dean who how crusty oh he's he's pretty livid he gets up there he's he's overly crusty and i saw the the actor playing him show up in like one of the last movies i watched too and i went hey it's the crusty old dean if only so this movie sets up as crusty and this movie sets up a third one it does yeah oh uh, yeah i'm not gonna lie yeah. i think i'm gonna pass yeah don't yeah i wouldn't bother uh keep the leave the memories alone yeah well after after that last one i really have no interest in pursuing this guy's films at all no really yeah uh however so yeah that's a miss we'll talk about amusement park when you watch it yeah i will eventually rj do you know about david firth is that the guy running for uh, Creepsville City Council? <laughs> uh, sounds it's close. That would be his brother Jerry, but this okay. is but this is uh, Jerry's little brother David, uh, who directed a short film called Sock Five: Three Skins Without Men. So David Firth, uh, most people will maybe not know the name, but they would recognize Salad Fingers. David Firth is the creator. Ah of salad fingers gotcha. and sock five popped up uh for me because i was kind of looking up highly rated horror films from the 2010s and yeah. i saw this poster image pop up of this angry looking dog and i was like what's sock five and i clicked on it and i realized I'm like oh wait a minute this is like a loggable short film from the man who brought us salad fingers and i have never mm-hmm. seen this before and it's got like a million odd views on youtube so mm-hmm. i'm late to the party on this um okay. what can you say about this i don't know you it's tell me lots of textures there's yeah. a lot of textures uh it's david firth and that kind of like deadpan absurdist dark humor that barely is jokes it's just things that happen and that it will either work for you or it won't Mm-hmm. That's what I can say about that. It's not the most ambitious, tight, moving, or like even like thoughtful short film I've seen, in, even in terms of horror stuff. But there's some really good things in there that you're just like, I like this. I don't think it means anything at all, other than but, David Firth thought, I'm going to throw in uh, people's hands just kind of popping off their bodies and getting sucked up into a hole in the wall. And it happens to different people. And there, I mean, and, that's kind of cool. And there's a guy who like has a, a set of skins. That he, that he keeps in his closet. And the, the way that the 
the faces and the textures of the people are presented and their eyes and their faces. It's just like, oh, <laughs> like it, it's upsetting in its own way. So it's good. And it, the the scene that you're seeing in the poster of the dog, that's the end of the film. That's the end of the uh, It's a singing dog. So I, I couldn't really tell what uh, it's, it's what a, was going it's on a, here. It's a microphone. Gotcha. Gotcha. That sounds okay. I do know that... Uh, it's a great way to spend 10 minutes. Uh, I mean not as much could be said about us but uh i do know infamous cock oliver granger has recommended a i think a shutter film called kuso directed by something called flying lotus which also stars david firth oh so if you're a salad fingers man then uh this kuso kuso i don't know what it is kuso he said but uh which i believe is shit (laughs) is what it means is that what it means? In yeah. what language? Japanese. Oh. Well, anyways, David Firth is in that. And George Clinton. Kuso. George Clinton, father of funk? What's he doing in there? I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah, well, that sounds fine. Yeah. Uh, before I throw fine. it back to you, I also checked out a film that was on YouTube that I saw some people giving, like, three and a half to. So I was like, ah, I'll give it a spin. It's called Allison's Birthday. And mm. I was watching this, and I was like, started to look up. I'm like, why are people talking about this thing at all? Because the copy of it I was watching on YouTube is not very good. And then it turns out mm. it's coming out in that big like horror cult films box that I ordered. So I was like, ah, uh, oh, damn it, <laughs> I didn't know that. But so I guess I was like, well, I'm in, I'm in too deep as is, so I might as well keep mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, so this is your. Australian Rosemary's Baby without the baby. What's what is there instead of a baby? A woman. There's a woman mm. involved. There's definitely a woman, and she, and she's not a baby. She's not a well. At some point, she would have been a baby, but it's not about the baby. It's not about a baby. Oh. Secret baby. Not about a pregnant woman. Oh, there's yeah. It's not Rosemary's baby. So it's not. About, a it's, baby. It's, it's it's Rosemary, and and her Just... and her parents that definitely want her home for her birthday they don't want her boyfriend there rj they want to do stuff why don't they want it involves grant and involves grandma his boyfriend's not part of the circle it's not part of the circle no uh this is okay this is fine it's not a bad thing it's youtubey uh it, it picks up the pace the last half hour actually is pretty good when it actually mm-hmm. finds the its point, because up to that point it feels very directionless, which I feels like might be a staple of a lot of Australian movies I've watched. We we're like, "What's this mm-hmm. about?" And then it hones in, and you go, "Ah, that's what Allison's birthday is all about." With its ridiculous poster, yeah. So it's not as good as Bloody Birthday. Uh, I'd have to look at what my review for Bloody Birthday was. Ah, uh, Bloody Birthday is pretty good. Well, I'm saying. well, then it's no Bloody's birthday because Bloody Birthday is that got, is that got the Killer Kids? Yeah, yeah, that, the, that were born on the full Def- moon. Yeah, definitely not as good as Killer Kids. Yeah, a few things are. No, especially when the ones named Timothy or what was that one you watched? Timmy. Oh, Timothy, yes. Timothy. Yes. Ah, uh, mm. but how how good is Tourist Trap? Uh, I'll tell you. Tourist after. crap. Tourist crap. A little bit. Uh, but I, I'm about halfway through, so I think this is time for a scheduled bathroom break, Jarrett. 
So would would you like me to tell you about tourist trap? Please. And I heard someone once describe it as tourist crap. Do you subscribe to that? Yes. I think this movie's bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um I think I had uh I I had originally heard it on uh James Rolfe's Cinemasker rundown where he was like, Yeah, it's not bad. And I think he described it as like Texas Chainsaw E, where he's like, came out around the same time, and uh, it's actually not bad. I did not realize this was the man who brought us Puppet Master. <laughs> yes, Schmoller. I uh, I wasn't aware of that before I had watched this. Now, this is uh, some Empire, RJ. Uh, sorry, some Charles Band production. Some Charles Band. Yeah, I yeah. saw that full moon on there, and I went, what the fuck went, is this? God, no. God, I went, no. Bitch. Well, this was another one that uh, I put in here because there's a Joe Bob of it, and I forgot to watch the Joe Bob again. Yeah, so, if anybody wants to watch a good David Schmoller film, uh, watch Crawl Space. What about Puppet Master? No. Don't do, right. Definitely don't do that. Crawl space, you say. Yeah. Is that wow? Well, oh yeah, you love boxes and holes. Mm-hmm. So crawl space is kind of. Is that anything like um? What's that movie with that guy who lives in the in the walls? Uh, there's like what? Bad Ronald. Bad Ronald. That's the one I was thinking of. Hey, you're a big bad Ronald guy, aren't you? <laughs> oh, it's it's not. It's that was a disappointing movie, actually. Yeah, that's too bad. It's a tourist trap. But tourist trap. T- Texas Chainsaw Massacre for for the kids. Like actually, yeah, it was. This would be a great movie to show, like a like a like, if there was a group of twelve year olds, like say you you had a kid, uh, like your kid, you and hate, he's like, and I want to, and you hated them. Well, and they <laughs> pop on tourist trap, not just show them Halloween. Well, I mean, like <clears throat> something like that would be spooky to them, but not that actually isn't spooky. Like if a bunch of, I think if a group of twelve year olds discovered this on their own, they might be like, yeah, we like tourist trap. No, they wouldn't. They might. No, they might. Um, it's a, uh, it's not great. So you know, we have uh, this group of kids who go off. They go off road and they go to like I think it's called like, there's a Slauson's Wax Museum or something, and then uh, I actually like the look of Tourist Trap Man. Like, I think I like his mask and stuff. I think it actually looks really cool. And he's got a house of mannequins, which is also cool. But the telekinetic telekinetic powers thing is mm-hmm. it's not even a bit much. It's just kind of like, why? <laughs> yeah. It's like this could you could have just did it as it was and it would have been fine. Um, and I like I don't think it's outright bad either. It's like, well, whatever. Who cares? But it's kind of at the same time, I am kind of just like, but why? Why? Why give him telekinetic powers? But um, I don't know. They show up. Uh, he kills some of them, and then uh, it's pretty much the end of the movie. Right, Jared? That's the end of the show. It's the end of the show. So um, I don't know. I don't even really have a whole lot to say about Tourist Trap, to be honest. I don't even have any notes on this. I watched it and I was like, okay. Yeah, and there's then it was some. Over. 
I think the only thing I remember is when I started to get more into buying Blu-rays seriously and collecting this stuff, Tourist Trap was coming out, and man, this was like some classic Charles Band hose job where uh, it was full-framed, and he's like, no, that's the way it was meant to be or something like that. And people are so pissed because they're like, this is not as advertised. Like this, You said it was going to be restored, and it's, gonna, and it's like, nah, Charles Band just got your money again. He's Has he ever not just been full of shit? I mean, you have to go back and listen to our uh, full moon episode. Yes, yeah, I I understand. So, anyways, that movie sucked. But then I watched a movie that I actually liked quite a bit, called Impedagore. 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 I saw you watch this as well, which is nice. I did. Your your yeah. your strong rating uh, prompted my watching it. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's like. Uh, I don't know if everyone if everyone would agree with that, because um, I don't even know what you thought of this movie. We never talked about it, but I I watched this and I was like, I like this. I was like, I don't know what it is. I think this is nice. It was nice, Jared. So I watched this in Pedagore. <laughs> this in Pedagore. What, what what country is this from, RJ? Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia. And, and, uh, the name of the director. Um, he's one of my best good friends. His name is. Uh, Parempom, Jana, Jocko Anwar, Jocko Anwar. Uh, what was I reading? Is that the alternative title of this film? Parempom, Tana, Jana, Nam. I don't know what that yeah, is, but yeah, Jocko yeah. Anwar also did something called Satan's Slaves, which yep. is supposed to be pretty good. Have it's, you seen that one? Yeah, it's okay. Is it not as good as in? Well, I, I still don't know what you think, but here, I here, don't remember like anything about Satan's Slaves. Uh, this is better. I would probably watch Satan Slaves just because I liked this one a lot. But uh, so in Pedagore, I think starts real nice where you got these two toll toll booth worker and ladies and the cars are going by and a, a suspicious man comes and, you know, he stays a little too long, Jared. He lingers a little bit more than he should. And they go, oh, that guy was weird. And then he walks back. He parks his car a little bit up and he walks back to the booth and he starts harassing this poor girl. Are you from this place? Are you this person? She says, no, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And uh, he assaults her, and he tries to, uh, you know, cut up her legs a little bit. Really good scene. uh, Very good. It's a super effective, great opener. So he... uh, he haunts her a little bit like i i'm i'm underselling it just so people can experience the tension themselves uh but uh there's really good build up and uh it all kind of comes down to him being uh, like i was chuckling because like the way that she builds it up it's uh the two friends they both work yeah. in the toll booths and they're just having yeah. like you know like a cat like a conversation Casual between conversation. between two ladies and then uh She's like, oh yeah. And then there's this guy in the sedan who keeps driving through. He drives through three, three times, two, three times a night. And it's like, oh, maybe he's like, he's he works at a graveyard because his hands are always dirty. And she's like, oh, don't tell me things like that. And she's like, oh shit, here he comes. And he pulls yeah. up, and you see this man just leering and staring. And it's uh, that's some good stuff. And you're just that like, was good. Yeah. And yeah. then he and then he kind of like drives off, but then he like parks not that far off. And she's like, oh mm-hmm. shit, there he is. He's just hanging out. And it's like. Oh fuck! He's getting out of the car. He's walking toward us, and then there's this panic, like lock the door, lock the back, and like make sure you're protected. Close your window, and then he walks. But she's right stuck. Over. She's, she's, she's got stuck. Nowhere to go. Yeah, it has um like scream vibes. Yes. Yeah, it's very well yeah. done. The the whole opening yeah. sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's really well done, and it sets up the movie really nicely. Where it like that scene ends kind of on like a. It's kind of like, oh, what's that about? 
it's kind of like leaves you. It's like there's like a question. You're like, oh, weird, because he he tells the girl he's like, you gotta go. He's like, take it back. He's like, please, please. And she's My like, village. I don't even know you. Yeah, he's like, go back to the village. You have to help, like take it back. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So then she's like, you know, getting over the uh, horrifying incident and where he cut her. She starts digging around in her leg, finds uh, while, while, some, while uh, on the toilet. While on the toilet, yeah, that's uh, important to talk about. And uh, she finds a little rolled up scroll in her leg, and she goes, mm-hmm. "Hmm, weird." So she takes a picture of this, Jared. <laughs> like here it is. Yeah, uh, I would have thought she'd be a little bit more alarmed by finding rolled up scrolls in your body, but <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, no biggie. So, it's no Indonesia. Biggie. It's Indonesia. Anything goes. So uh, her and her friend set out to go to the village and uh, see what's up. Her friend w- would be played as the I would like not annoying, but like too much kind of friend, you know, where she like says too much where you're like, "Uh." well, so they've quit the toll booth business to start their own uh, clothing store in one of these, like, you know, I guess like Asian uh, flea markets, essentially, Mm -hmm. where it's just like endless corridors of like all these small little business owners that are just like buying crap for low low prices and hoping to sell it off to people who don't know better and they, they seem to be uh stuck holding the bag and so there's a little yeah. bit of desperation in terms of like we need yes. money because we can't make the bills and this opportunity of finding out like hey you have this like village or whatever to go back to and maybe yeah. there's like there's something maybe there's something more there's something more mm-hmm. and maybe. so they they follow this lead down and uh yeah they, they rent a or they take the a the bus. bus. They take a bus. The dub bus. There's the a bus. there's a man on the bus that yeah. speaks uh, Javani, Javanian, Jav, yeah. Javian, uh, and she shows him a picture of the scroll because when when her friend walked in back on her when she was in the toilet, she threw the original message in the toilet, and yeah. we got this overhead shot. It looked like of a turd going down, and I was like, "This is some RJ cinema right here." No wonder he gave this four stars. Well, uh, you, you, you do get that, but she did take a picture of it. And uh, Indonesia is the only place where orangutans uh, inhabit naturally. So it's a pretty cool place, Jerry. Yeah. Pretty cool and, place. And then So they, this old man yeah. tells her some startling stuff. Yeah, this this was placed here by like a dark sorcerer or yeah. dark, dark magics. He's like, this is some dark magic. I also liked his very ambiguous thing where he's like, he's like, we can, he's like, don't worry. I'm making sure none of the evil spirits are on this bus. And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, listen. I know you got some shit going on. I'm on top of this. I'm yeah. taking care of it. And you're just like, hmm, what a nice old man. Yeah, kindly. He's just, yeah, he's. but uh, he informs her that, it, yeah, it's like, that's not good. You don't want that. And she's like, okay, interesting. Uh, so they get to the village, and they're asking people about the town. Nobody it, knows. It, it, it is remote. Is, this is a remote, remote village. Yeah. Well, most people are just downright denying it exists. And then they find one, and uh, this... It's not like a, it's like a rickshaw kind of, uh, or it's like, it's like horse and buggy. Yeah. Um, but the guy's like, yeah, I'll take you there. He's like, but it'll cost you a lot of money because it's really far away. And she, and they're like, okay, whatever. So they go to village and, uh, and they're presenting themselves as students, uh, students. Do, doing a re- doing some research. Yeah. yeah. So they're students doing some research. And this is where I actually, this was the one point, And there was a guy's review that I liked that, uh, I was thinking this, and then after I watched it, I saw his review. His name's John Hillman. And I was like, oh, man, this guy really verbalized this. Uh, he articulated what I was trying to say where um, 
this the taxi scene and them talking about being students and stuff uh this movie i one of the reasons i really liked it was because it's very familiar in like the way that they run the paces with like their job and like all these things like taxis and things like that but it's in a super unfamiliar culture to me it's like i don't know anything about indonesia but it's like but this is all super relatable it's like even though they're taking a horse and buggy somewhere i was like i feel like i've been on this trip before sometimes so that was one thing that i really liked about this movie was i found it very relatable even though it's in a culture that is completely new to me so i was like that's cool uh so the buggy takes them there uh they find out that there is kind of like a town shaman and he's kind of like the leader it's like well you guys got to talk to him eventually they're walking around they're trying to talk to uh anyone they can the town shaman has a mom who's also involved in stuff so they try to talk to her too uh and then they go find the house that her family owned and they find it abandoned so they go we got no place to stay why don't we just shack up in this old abandoned like house the 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 viney jungle house that's being taken over by a foliage let's let's go have a bath in this bathtub where else are you gonna go there's no hotels in this place you know nobody will take them in because no one wants to see them so it's like yeah i guess you do have to stay in jungle house so they stay there and then um and then they start to find out things about the town she uh there are elaborate puppet shows um, mm-hmm. that are like bat backlit, and uh, I don't know, like I don't know if that's strictly Indonesian or if that's like from somewhere else. But I like I was like I've seen things like this, but I've never seen this exactly. And I was like, it's kind of neat. I was like, I like the the delivery of this puppet show. I was like, it's a it's a fun thing to watch. Do you know what I mean, Jerem? I thought it was cool, at least. So uh, you see some puppet shows and then uh, and then she gets into there's like all sorts of ghostly stuff happening. But uh, then she sees uh, she kind of eavesdrops on uh, one of the town deliveries. I don't know if there was something before, like there is a lot of talk about pregnancies and and doing things. A lot of funerals, a lot of funerals. And then uh, she watches one of the deliveries of the babies and the baby comes out, Jarrett. And I got to tell you, the boy ain't right. The boy ain't right. The kid ain't got no skin. He's got no skin. So immediately he goes into the drowning uh, drowning tub. And then you go, oh. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. That's that's probably not good. Uh, So she's kind of walking around. She can't find her friend at all. Um, Actually, just before the delivery... They, uh, the friend says that she's her. She uses yeah, her Yeah, they, they get kind of a... Yeah, so one is yeah. off doing an errand, the the, the yeah. main character, and then her friend is yeah. left at the house, and these two men come and say, hey, yeah, you're not supposed to be staying here. This house is not mm-hmm. yours. It belongs to someone else. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I am Rayani, like this name of this... Yeah, the the, the name, name of the child of this doctor yeah. who lived there. It's kind of like what this girl kind of grew up uh yeah. believing what's well, what the guy at the the toll booth called her he was yeah. like he's like is this your real name and she's like i don't know that yeah she and she he was like is this your parents and she's like yeah uh so like that that was where they kind of first yes. got the information so, yeah. so so she's being kind of questioned and then she says i'm this person because like ah well let's get the ball rolling on this and they're yeah. like oh well, well we'll take you to go see the doc the the shaman right now yes but we'll go yeah. see him right now and they start taking her out to the woods 
and she thinks it's a completely different scenario than it is. She thinks like, oh shit, these guys are going to try to rape me. And but it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. We're not about that here. We're here about yep. purifying the village, and you are the yes. source of the curse that has yes. befallen our village. And they, uh, they, she runs away. She trips. She fucks her ankle up real bad. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets literally strung up uh, yep. by her ankles. And uh, we had one for the first shocks of the movie, I guess. We were like, mm-hmm. when um, M- Mama Shaman shows up, and she's like, what are you doing? Wasting time. There's babies that gotta be delivered. And then there's yes. throat slitting, which is not yeah. the last time we'll see some throat slitting in this no. year, in this year picture show. Yeah, and then I don't know. Should I say what happens to the girl yeah. afterwards? Because yeah, I mean, it's kind of a. If you're trying to sell it, I mean, if you're trying to sell this movie for people to check out, they might not have seen it. It's. Uh, yeah. I, I I think you're much uh, stronger on this movie than me. I think this yeah. is, this movie is perfectly watchable. At yep. the end, at the end of the day. Uh, I'm kind of like, yeah, it was okay. Like, it's good. Yeah, it's got some, there's some uh, pretty hilarious bits. Uh, I yeah. don't know if they're intentional or not, where uh, there's an escape being had where she jumps in the back of a truck and then, like, the truck's driving along and then ghost children appear and then the guy just smashes into a tree and, yeah. she, and she gets thrown to safety. Like, once they, like, go into that yeah. final sequence of, like, the... The ghost kids? The, the, well, not even, like, specifically ghost kids, but just, like where everyone is in that jungle at any given yeah. time. And like, where's this road? How was she trying to yeah. escape? Wait, there's like trucks driving by, but like she, they had to like rent this like, you know, buggy, buggy to get to the village, but there's like, a, there's a road right there. So yeah. I don't know. There's some questionable like shortcuts that are made. Yeah. That stuff is, uh, yeah. I like, I think that is noticeable. And then I do think some of the dead kid stuff is a little bit goofy, like like appearing in the passenger seat. I was like, all right. I was like, you. It's like I know you were trying to go for it here, but uh, that one didn't totally need it. No. So there, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie in any right because there are things like that that aren't great. But um, uh, so yeah, I guess just a, a light spoiler. After that girl is killed, they skin her, and then they use her skin to make the puppets, Jared. Because it's the only way to lift the curse. And that's what is at the puppet show. Flaps. Um, flaps. Flaps. So then you see, like, it's kind of laid out where it's, like, why they think the curse is put on them. What's going on with these dead kids that she sees. Uh, the one thing that I actually thought was real good was when she's, like, why do you kill the babies? And she's, like, well, and they're, like, well, we let, we let one of them live. Oh, but, uh and and, it's and, not, and, and it's then, not much of a life. And then you then you do get to pay off to that. So yeah, I had a very I that was so good. I had a very different thought of where this movie was going to go at one point, yeah. and it didn't it didn't kind of tie up that way. And I was because I thought it was going to go into like uh, Martyrs Land a, a, a little yeah. a little bit where it goes to Martyrs mm-hmm. Town, and then you get like oh you get like a non happy ending, but you get yes. to, but you get togetherness, um, yeah. but. We don't get that. We don't get that ending. So I was kind of like, oh, that would have been like a bit more than this sort of like, oh, Impedagore 2. Well, I think what it was was more like because there's all the talk of like curses can't like um, they can only change. It's kind of like matter, Jarrett. Matter can't be created or destroyed. It can only be changed. Right, Jarrett? But, un- but curses, unlike matter, aren't real. Well, you you got to consult your youth pastor on that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? 
Um, yeah, so I like I like the backstory to it. I think that stuff is pretty good. Uh, I do like the skinned man. Uh, he, he, even though he, his appearance is brief, I was just like, oh shit. And then I do know what you mean. Like there were there were parts in this movie that I thought some of them were they hit they hammered exactly the points you think that they're going to and you're like okay but then i i I was surprised by a few other things as well so uh yeah i don't know what it was i um just the night i watched this i was like man i was like i'm into this and i I, yeah i know but uh i um i will say that i i definitely don't think it's uh like a perfect movie i don't think everyone will like it but uh especially in my creep creepdom of doing this with you and especially the movies i've watched so far this month when i hit impedagor i was kind of like i was like yeah man this is uh this is good to me i was like i like this so i don't know it was i thought it was real good but uh, i can i can see why other people would just be like ah it's fine it's good yeah. so uh, i'm not I'm not gonna die on that hill but i liked it okay you know yeah no do you want to tell me about any did yeah i did a couple Right. Yeah. Should I throw it back to you? I'm just trying to pass. Trying to you know pass the conch. Be fair. Pass the conch. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about the endless if you want. Uh. Okay. Have you seen the endless? I I have. I saw okay. it a number of years ago. Yeah. Uh. Wow. So I watched this movie called Grave Secrets. Fuck oh. if I remember anything about it other than it's called Paul Lamat of Puppet Masters. The, uh, the fame. Man, Ooh. isn't it wild? watching these movies the way we do where it's like you're 30 movies on top of me but like some of the movies i watched like a week ago it's like i don't even fucking remember what that movie is about yeah i watched this i watched this a week ago and i'm like what was this one grave secrets i remember just being like it's an extraordinarily boring movie here off oh fuck it was this one yeah this movie's crap uh tagline it's going to be a hell of a night uh, a woman tormented by ghostly apparitions and a professor of psychic phenomena investigate otherworldly disturbances and unlock the secret of a malevolent force reaching out for vengeance from beyond the grave. Poo. <laughs> Poo. That sounds in pedigree. Uh, yeah. Not really. Uh, no, this is, this is uh, yeah, not, not great. This, like, Paul Lamatt guy he's just he keeps showing up in like leading roles <laughs> he just doesn't mm. deserve it there's nothing appealing about this man at all and actually maybe, this maybe movie really i was hot. i was confusing grave secrets in my mind with fatal exam because it's like it's, oh, it's another professor it's exactly. who's also about psychic investigations and yeah i just nah mm-hmm. no 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 i'm with you i'm with you I'm with you. Not, not that one sounds good. I'm going to add yeah, Grave Secrets sweet. to my watch list. Outstanding. And I'll, yeah, I'll probably add The Cellar to my watch list oh, as well because it looks like you gave it pretty high praise. Two and a half stars. The Cellar, directed by Kevin Teeny, uh, who also directed, uh, was it Witchboard? Night of the Demons, which is fine. Uh, Pinocchio's Revenge. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good. Uh, I don't like when people like... What about what about the like, second arrival from nineteen ninety eight? Not arrival. Not, not uh, no th- like nineteen ninety six. The arrival with Charlie Sheen. Uh, I who is Charlie Sheen? Charles Charles Sheen. Charles Machine. Uh, Linda Krauss, Ron Silver, directed by David Tuhiti. 
the man, the, the man who brought us Pitch Black. You never heard of The Arrival? I've heard of other things. Okay. Well, for sure. so The Cellar, uh, this is, hmm, it borders on fine to not great. It's definitely better than Grave Secrets, which I don't remember anything about right now. Mm. Uh, the Cellar is, it opens up like it's uh, there will be blood but instead of blood it is a ooze an yeah. ooze an like ooze. an ivan ooze and uh sure uh there is some uh okay. native american lore that's positive wow there's a man who has to hang around with a magic spear and he has to stab the ooze to keep it down on the ground after the uh the oil um pump has blown up back in olden times and the son mm. watched his daddy blow up and get also killed by the whatever lurks under the ooze uh, so he's now he's an old man prospector getting harassed by uh, like a gang in town <laughs> like I never like amounts to anything you never actually see them ever again uh, because this dad was it Patrick Kilpatrick that's that's his name. That's a real name. He right? plays he plays a character named Mance Cashin. Also, well, I mean that's more believable than his real name, Patrick Kilpatrick. Patrick Kilpatrick. Yeah. Um, so anyway, sons knows that there's something going on in the house. There's like a, essentially a one of those demon dogs from mm. Ghostbusters. It lives in the basement. Zool. Uh, Zool. Yeah. There's lots of uh, animals that get dissolved in goo basically it's done by like showing a cat going Meow. Like, it's a bunch of kittens i should point out it's a bunch of kittens that are like, and then like it cuts away and the next time you see them there's just like three little sets of like cat bones <laughs> like it's just they're mm. they just got they just got dissolved uh that's that's that it happens like with a dog where it's just like off panel and it's suddenly there's just like bones because mm. it's hungry oozing and it, and it sucks people in and yeah, it's um, it is a movie, all right. And boy, the way this ends, where the dad is ready to like let his like infant ch- daughter and his son be eaten by whatever you th- whatever you thinks in the basement. I'm going to lock <laughs> you in the kitchen. I'm going to nail open the door to the cellar, and I'm going to lock you in here until you realize that there is no such thing as a monster hound. And then, of course. Uh, there's a bunch of commotion in there as the mom's like pleading with the husband, who's just like an abusive asshole. This whole movie. Mm. Is that Patrick Kilpatrick? Yeah, uh, Patrick Kilpatrick. He's trying okay. to be. He's trying to be Wingshauser, but he's not. And mm. uh, then there's, there's this like cacophony of sounds. She tears the open door, even though the husband's like, oh, let him, let him, let him be in there. Let him be in there. Learn the lesson. And then they open it up, and then it's like, oh, there's there are kids like up there on the like top of the kitchen counter with the baby. And then they look over, and there's the, the ghost town. And then the dad's like, oh yeah, I guess this is serious, and he starts shotgunning the thing. And then uh. th- then it goes to the conclusion, and what have you? Uh, yeah, this is unnoteworthy. There's a reason why. No one talks about the cellar. I don't think. Patrick Kilpatrick is in Shit Garris's The Stand, though. So is, we is got he, that is, going is for he, us. Is he Randall Flagg in that? No, he's Ray Booth. Okay. Ray Booth. He's not Gary Sinise. Ray Sinise character in the new one was played by um, James Marsden. Jamie Sheridan is Randall Flagg. James Marsden is what I said. I know. He's the new Gary Sinise. 
Which is actually, it's not. He is kind of the new Gary Sinise. Yeah. In a way. Uh, What else? I I watched some. I I I got to uh, embrace some shot on video, uh, as I as I tend to do these years. I saved them up. Uh, I checked out the work of a man named Todd Sheets. From that sounds from Kansas City. Todd Sheets sounds like a good name. Yeah, it's, it's it's really close to another word, sheets. <laughs> uh, are you talking about shifts, yeah. like tectonic plates? Yeah, shifts, or in yeah. other words that sound like shifts. Uh, spliffs. <laughs> yeah, spliff. Yeah. Uh, so I checked out Zombie Rampage. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> what do you even? Not good. What do you even say about something like Zombie Rampage from 1989? Mm-hmm. Um, so my review is yellow streetlights, bulbous jeans, yuppie street gang leader, shirtless machete mullet boys, casual homophobia, mild gore. The entire production looks like they were going to pack into a WCW house show afterwards. How casual was the homophobia? Ah, you know, lots of F-bombs. H bombs, just just lobbing them. Z bombs, Ca- casual. Uh, gotcha. No, gotcha. No. Yeah, uh, I uh, I haven't hit any f bombs this year for uh, me. Dang. Why, why did the the term Indian, which is equally <laughs> problematic, no. so. Uh, so the zombie zombie rampage even has a tagline. Some criterions don't even. They're mad as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore. Wow. That. Is that the tagline to a, to like a Twisted Sister album? There's not. There, there's Mad as Hell, and now they're not going to take it anymore. That's a cover, you know, RJ. It's not even them. Yes. Yes. A young man on the way to meet friends at a train station is derailed into a world full of zombies, homicidal oh, gangs, and serial killers in this Niagara of gore. Niagara there, of gore? There's like endless scenes of just like three zombies walking around. Endless. And then there's mm. people arguing, talking over one over one another in rooms. Yeah, Zombie Rampage, um it was fine to have on, but yeah. didn't really it wasn't anything to write home about. I definitely think that the superior Todd Sheets film one hundred percent is zombie bloodbath. Which How is are got, those different? Uh, well, one's got the dad character who's always wearing his like Kansas City sports team hat. Uh, and he's got a shotgun that he forgot the ammo in the car for, so he never actually fires it, which is a good way of saving money when you're making a cheap movie. And this guy just like walks through zombies, like he they're, they're getting like slammed with like you know twenty zombies, and he just like raises his arms up and goes oh, and, like runs right through, and the zombie just let him pass. And you're like that guy knows how to get through things. He's He's wonderful. I love this. I love that guy. He's the best part of that movie. Uh, it's also about endless zombies, but just like on a on a technical level, Zombie Bloodbath is a much better made movie than Zombie Rampage, and uh, it tells you because it came out four years later. Does uh was it anything like the circular moving zombies at the end of Cell? Uh, kind of, but more like '90s padded out winter coats. Because it was a little, little chilly out there. 
Hmm. I also uh, checked out uh, another another one of his movies, uh, this Todd Sheets, called Goblin. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool name. It is. I, but I, man, I like anything the, Goblin. The, the, this, like, poster shows, like, some sort of cloaked demon thing with, like, long green hands. And mm. he's, like, approaching this lady with big hair. Man, mm. this, this Goblin, though, is, is this fucking bullshit. This is like, mm. a, it's a guy. He's just like a full on like man arms. He's wearing jorts and he's got a bunch Ooh. of like, like a hobo cape jacket. And he's got just like this piece of shit demon makeup and he just kills mm. people. But man, between these two movies, I don't know sure what Todd Sheets has got going on in his head, but this guy likes to really show things going into buttholes like, 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 like scythes going into crotches and or spears going up through people's butts and out their chests and stuff like that. It's like always like, and there's like lots of like close ups of this, just like, I don't know. This is like a pair of jeans that they've just like stuffed full of like whatever. And they've got like blood coming out of this thing. You're like, oh, it's happened again. Todd Sheets, he's uh, really like, this is going to be my thing. Uh, and, and this is like, both these Goblin and Zombie Bloodbath, which has got this whole manipulation, are both from 1993. So the what? Whole, whole manipulation. <clears throat> it's like so it's when, like glory holes, but or, or the Galron hole. The Galron hole. See, that's something I can get behind. I just I don't. Did you write that down when you watched the movie, or did you come up with it just now? What's that? Whole manipulation? Yes. I just came up with it now, RJ. Yeah. I just just curious. Just curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a theme. Hmm. If, if you're curious about whole manipulation, Todd Sheets is your guy. I'd say if you're curious about the thing that Jarrett just said, contact him directly <laughs> and let him know what what it is you're curious about specifically specifically what it is you're interested in okay holes specifically yeah i I, the digging of individual holes john voight style Uh and when you watch holes that'll make a lot more sense to you yeah holes Mm. tell me tell me about the endless uh it's endless yeah but it's it's did you ever watch their other have you ever watched their good movie yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched uh, Spring. Yeah. I think you you push that on. Spring's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Spring's good. I I think the Endless is fine, but uh, it's not as good as Spring. Yeah. So um, it does. It's got a, a couple not uh like notches that I like. It's got cults, which is cool. It's got aliens or the the prospect of aliens, I should say. They they talk about aliens, which I like. Uh, and I I think that they're going for a good thing here, but I think. I think when they made the endless, they had just watched Primer, and they're like, "Yeah, we're into Primer. We can do that." I feel like all their movies are kind of like that, though. Like even this yeah, next movie of theirs, are. they got a Synchronic. Time is an illusion. I honestly, if I could give them any advice, I would say, enough with the time stuff. Do something else. Go read some Walden. Read some Walden. Up, yeah, upstream color. Oh, yeah i don't know so the endless isn't uh it's not bad like i actually i did like it it's a decent enough movie P- two guys who get out of a cult the one guy was younger so he wants to go back to the cult because he's like you know maybe 
he's like, maybe it wasn't all crazy. And there they are. And everyone's actually having fun. And then this is the one where I think it would, it kind of fits into a thing that I think that both of us like, but it's not quite that. And here's the spoiler, but uh, the purgatory hell world, that's like cyclical kind of like as above, so below kind of falls into that, but I don't think it's as, it's not as effective. And uh, there were a few parts like, I don't think the movie's trying to be overcomplicated, but there were a few parts where I was kind of like, I'm not sure what's happening in this moment. It's like, there's, they didn't give me quite enough. And I know it's like, yeah, there's going to be payoff later. And it's like, that's fine. But I think there, sometimes it's like when you, when you do that too much, you're kind of like, I don't get anything out of this in a few ways. But I don't know. I thought the cult stuff was cool. I, I did like some of the time loopy stuff and uh, I don't know. These guys are all right. I like them, but it's not, it's not a great movie. It's just, it's just a movie. It's kind of a disappointment too. Yeah. Because you're watching, you're kind of like, Ooh, this could be real good stuff. Cause there's yeah. these, uh, these weird formations and you're mm-hmm. like, what is this all about? How is this going to pay off? And then it's just like, nah, it's going to loop around baby. You're like, Oh yeah. fuck. I don't want that. I don't want this type of movie. Do I? And yeah. you're just like, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I just noticed here on Letterboxd, there's a review uh, that's like uh, two and a half stars when an ambitious indie sci-fi drama doesn't make sense and doesn't live up to its potential. Love it. Yeah, uh, that's a good, that's good. So, that's but, but the men folk don't like that because you get, these, here's some of the responses that uh, this um, Lucy person got from a man, <laughs> Kyle, mm-hmm face palm uh another person went didn't make sense how and then another maybe go a bit more in depth when you decide to make such bold claims <laughs> jesus christ what are their bold claims about cults uh well, did you yeah did you ever watch resolution which is like their first movie that they, no i've only and, seen spring and it ties into this movie like they, you actually oh. see you see characters it's like you don't need to know. I don't want to do homework. You don't need to know that, but it's like a side thing. You're like, oh, hey, okay. it ties in. Yeah, it, it explains that movie. Okay, I bet. That, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a big that's thing. Fine. It's it's, just, it's not earth shaking, but um, and then of course some other chap, shut mm. the hell up, please. You have thoroughbreds on your favorites list. You like another <laughs> movie. You don't get to have opinions. And then someone's like, it makes sense. And then this one, um, I guess I'm going to assume a uh, uh, woman comes in here and goes, everyone in these comments is so salty. And then someone's comments have been deleted. And she continues, the sexism is palpable. Talking to you is pointless. I hope you grow up one day and let women have opinions and make jokes without you then feeling the need to start a pissing contest. Have a good day. And then she's like, she's troubling you by having an opinion, by writing a review on a website designed for sharing reviews. Did she at you? Did she force you to read this review? And it's like, you are so confused. I'm no longer wasting my time here. I don't need any validation from you. And you are a sexist. I hope you, I never cross paths with you again. Um, Mm. Anyways, I agree with this review. (laughs) This is like drama, letterbox drama. Don't say anything about the, I guess the dude bro movie. Because they're, they're, they're going to get you. It's, uh, it's weird that all this stuff happened on this movie. That's, or like all, all these people are talking about this thing. And it's like, who, no offense, but who gives a shit? 
You know what I mean? Like, who fucking cares? It's just a movie, you guys. I, I just saw Sam Loveland watch, or logged anyway, Joyride. Joyride is good stuff. Candy cane. Exactly. I was going to comment it, but I figured you would probably get in there with some candy cane stuff. Joyride's good. Although, one thing is, one thing weird thing is, I saw on um, Amazon Prime, they retitled it, <clears throat> which I think is a big mistake. And it, it said Joyride, but then there's an alternative title. And I was like, that is, that's a mistake, you guys. You shouldn't retitle Joyride. Joyride's a perfect title. And I agree, I agree with Sam. They don't make them like they used to. Oh, they don't make movies like Joyride. Oh, well, yeah, so they well, you know what, the, you know what they should kill. do? But uh, he, sh- he should watch Breakdown. So that's a good. Wow. Ni- that's some good 90s thriller action right there. He could watch Breakdown. What do you think of the alternative title, Roadkill? Oh, it's, that's dumb. Yeah, or, shit. Or, or how about watch... Uh, what's the other movie I always think about? Is Jeepers Creepers. I, I mean, I know, but that guy Vic- raped a bunch of people. Well, one child... Wow, I mean, I think one rape is. Uh, hey, you know what's funny is you know what's nice is we don't even have to say allegedly. <clears throat> no, yeah, he just full did it. Wow, right? he was convicted, so yeah. L- so. L- l- like the media, <laughs> we don't need to say it's like, oh yeah, remember that time he molested that kid on the set of the movie he was directing, Clown House, with with uh, Sam Rockwell, <laughs> little little Sam Rockwell, who was not the victim. Hmm. But you know what? Francis Ford Coppola is like, you need another chance, Victor Silva. Or Silva. What's his name? It's something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, should, I should make sure I'm not using the wrong name. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful. Jeepers. Hey, do you want me to tell you about Freebirds? Uh, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't waste my time. It's uh, oh, it, it is right. Victor Silva. Okay. Yeah. You got him. Not Silva. Salva. Hey, we are allowed to talk like about Salvia. Thanksgiving movies because Canadian Thanksgiving's in October and the Adams family values do what you want Thanksgiving do. film. Yeah, no, I'm family. not gonna talk about Freebirds. Okay. Wait. Why did I jump in at all? Was I talking or were you talking? Uh, yeah, I was talking about Sam Loveland. Oh, I forgot if I was doing doing movies or if you were doing I don't movies. know. What do you want to talk about? You were talking about the endless. And... Oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, I watched Death Weekend, which is a Canadian film. Oh, and are you aware, RJ, that <laughs> the, the the man who directed this, wrote it, William Fruitt, was born and raised in Creepsville, Creepsville and and himself? and that and that uh, Death Weekend was inspired by an incident uh, with some some rural folk. Just outside of Creepsville, I, I can. I, I'll let you just imagine what town this would have been nearby. Uh-huh. Um, but now, not this. Did, this whole incident of the film did not play out. But it did. Like the Don Stroud character. Uh, yeah. All of that was like weird, like incident on their country road, and people chase, like racing and wanting to racing. play. Yeah, that was inspired by local, uh, by his own experiences. I had no idea mm-hmm. but i like this movie a little bit more now because i of thought it. i thought you would yeah and it, it is it's a good movie this this movie's like, got actually. one of the the greatest hard c drops like, i've ever seen in a movie oh, there's a couple in this one <laughs> this, like, like when i was watching this good god i was just like oh god like he's so don stroud is the embodiment what? of just 
vile, vile, toxic masculinity. Just angry, hateful. Just, oh man, this this guy, he's good. He's good in this, and he's he's, he's scary. He's really good in this. Uh, yeah, I did not. <clears throat> that blows my mind, but uh, makes sense. So Death Weekend. I think you talked about this some time. Oh, I, sure. I mean, I watched this like probably almost ten years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. And I probably so, brought it up because I think we yeah. talked about William Fruit before. Um, Maybe. I think this is probably his best movie that I've yeah. seen. It's it's good, and it's uh, so I watched it on Shutter. So they actually have a good copy of it. That's why I checked it out. But um. <clears throat> so guy and girl, she, guy's a dentist. He's real rich. Girl's not impressed by his wealth. Uh, the guy's uh, taking her out to his um, lake house. And then on the road, a, a different muscle. So she's driving. She has to drive his uh, muscle car. And then um, a different muscle car approaches behind them and they want to race. But these guys are a little aggressive, Jarrett. They're trying to force the car off the road. They're not letting them pass. They're slowing down, not letting them leave either. So uh, the girl girlfriend's got to race them, and she races them pretty good. It's actually uh, I was watching. I was like, I was like, this is some good car chasing on this, like this a uh, '70s car stunting. And uh, she loses them. They uh, fly off, and this guy goes that. What does he say, Jerry? It's the heart sea. He's something about. He's like, I'm gonna get that. I actually have no problem with the C word. I don't care, but I don't want to be recorded saying it. Um, so those guys don't like it. Uh, and uh, they're, they are on the hunt looking for them. These guys switch out their car or dentist and lady switch out their car, go to the cat lake house. Lady's like, I'm going to like have a shower, clean up. And he's, uh, he's like, okay. Uh, and she's like, when are all those people coming? And he's like, oh, they're coming later. He told her that there was going to be a party out there that weekend. And uh, so she goes to shower and then he reveals a like double sided glass or something that she can't see. But he's on the other side taking pictures. I was like, this dude's a pervert, a real pervert. Uh, And then she comes out. She's like, where are all the people? And he's like, give me a break. No one's coming. You know what this is about. And she's like, what? (laughs) She's like, you told me there was going to be a big party out here. And he's like, you know what this is about. Yeah, you can't can't see what RJ's doing, but he's leaning in and you're like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. and uh, I think this uh, movie has a nice kind of balance between this guy who is like forceful sexual, but he has like money and things. And then he's like, well, he's like, you should have done it. But then the actual big rapists come in the straw dogs. The straw dog rapists, but it's like, which one was better? He was trying to be forceful, too. I mean, they actually did rape her, so that's worse. Uh, but um, those guys come in, and, uh, you know, they have they have some fun. This movie gets into some that's difficult... interesting choice of words, RJ. They have some fun? No. Well, not during the rape. They, uh, they mess up the guy's house real good. They have yeah. fun messing up the guy's house and calling him a wiener and things like that. They, uh, once there's a boating scene, which is pretty incredible. Like when the drunk, the drunk good guys try to come to save the day and they just get boat killed. You're <laughs> like, Oh fuck. Yep. But then when the bad guys ride the boat onto land, oh, like that yeah. boat was fucked. Like they, like when they made this movie, they're like, Hey, this has got to be the last scene here. And it's like, this is a dangerous stunt, but you guys are going to ride this boat right on the shore. This boat's going to be fucked. Yeah, this was, this was, I believe shot in Ontario too. Yeah. 
So, uh, which, which, read... which I have commented before that with Sudden Fury is I really yes. love 70s, 80s, rural Ontario. It's a, a great backdrop to movie makes making stuff. Like I, I love yep. it. Looks good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So it's a little bit more rape than I would uh, prefer. Sure. But uh, that's, that's it's fair. it's a good show. It's a good tense show, and uh, it's got good 70s Canadian stuff, like you said. And I I, I liked it. I liked those parts of that, about it before I even knew it was based on Creepsville. So now I'm even mm-hmm. more like, oh shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Death Weekend's pretty good. Pretty good little show. Nice. Pretty good little show. What about you? Did you watch any movies? Uh, yeah, you know about Quentin Dupuis? Dupuis? The director of Rubber. Uh, oh, I know Rubber. No, I haven't Rubber. seen it, but I know uh, it. Well, he's, this guy directs some off kilter films things like greasy strangler not which he didn't do but it's in the um the realm the realm the movie wrong uh wrong cops reality and then most recently he directed deer skin oh okay which, and what uh, was that like? the, the tagline is killer style uh a man's obsession with owning the designer deerskin jacket of his dreams leads him to turn his back on his humdrum life in the suburbs below his life savings and even turn him to crime. So this is a man mm. uh, who's very passionate about his Italian cut 100% deerskin jacket with tassels. Um, he winds up with a hat and boots and pants. Uh, he doesn't really know what he's doing, nor do we. He starts making videos with a, a little mini DV camera that he gets from the guy who sells him the jacket. Uh, he's just filming stuff in his room, and he films a mountain off in the distance. Mm. Uh, but then he starts having a relationship with his jacket. His jacket is talking to him and saying, mm. you know what I would like? He's like, what would you like? I want to be the only jacket in the world. And then... Mm. Um, our, our our main character uh, George, he's like, well, that's that's great because I want to be the only person who wears a jacket in the world. So mm. they they, uh, they start coming up with a way to solve this um, under the guise of like, well, I'm going to make a movie about people just saying that I will never wear a jacket again. So he, he offers to pay people a hundred bucks a head uh, to throw their jackets into the backseat of his trunk, and then he just takes them. But, of course, people think, like, they're being paid for an acting job. But he just drives off with their jackets, and he uh, collects them. He buries them in a hole. <laughs> um, I, I like the setup to this. Yeah. That's fun. Well, this is, like, this is about half, over half of the movie is this, like, getting to this point. Um, but then mm-hmm. he starts getting resistance, and he can no longer afford to pay people the $100. Mm-hmm. Money's tight. He's, like, apparently in the midst of divorcing his wife. Um, he's eating out of garbage cans. Uh, a topic dear to all of our hearts, the plight mm-hmm. of the garbage man. Um, and then he eventually has to break off a blade of a ceiling fan. Uh, he sharpens it by dragging it down concrete, uh, driving down the road, and he proceeds to dispatch of people and take their coats while filming it. Hmm. I kind of, I kind of like it. 
Yeah. Sounds it sounds good. It's like my only problem with it is it's like it's so it's kind of short. It's like seventy seven minutes long, and then if it gets to the end, you're just like, what? <laughs> it's like that's it. I guess I guess that's all he had to say. He's like, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Like, this um, is it. This is all I yeah. got for you guys. Yeah, this is a <clears throat> slasher <laughs> question mark. I don't know, but uh... <laughs> I don't know. This is like it's definitely like a. It feels like indie euro. Like two thousands, like deadpan comedy, yeah, and like just this guy, this guy's so much about his jacket. Like everything's about the jacket. It's uh, that I appreciated. I like it. Yeah, sounds good. I've sold you. I've I've sold you on deerskin, have I? Yeah. As soon as you said jacket, I was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't even quite fit him. (laughs) It's just like it's a little. It's a little high. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's all about this jacket. He pays a lot of respect. I uh, like I said, I like it. I like a good jacket film. I was so, trying. Uh, I was trying to take some screenshots of like when he sees the jacket for the first time. It's being showcased by this like schlubby bearded man. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, and it's like, yeah. Look, look. it used to have the n- name tag in the back, but I cut it out because it rubbed against my neck. Mm-hmm. And like, but the uh, George's response when he sees it is just like, fuck, <laughs> like it's so good. No. I mean. Have you ever owned a jacket that just gave you a lot of confidence and you're like, that is a good coat? Mm-hmm. Sure. Good coat. Good That's, coat. So this is like a, a, a film about clothing that I watched. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to follow it up with this movie I'm seeing, I think over on Prime, called Slacks. Ooh. This is about killer jeans. Yeah. Uh, but it's got a message, RJ. <laughs> it's got a message about the exploitation and- of labor in third world countries. Okay, that's what that's where these jeans came from. I know you're a killer objects man, yeah. so slack sounds like it's up your alley. Yeah, and uh, the tagline for this film is "an ass to die for," because like jeans no. referring to it. Uh, this no. is directed. This is also a Canadian uh, film. Mm. Uh, I think this is too, probably too many of those. Uh, what's her Elsa Kephart? Uh, I this feels like exactly like the shit that Canadian filmmakers do make, though. Real corny mm-hmm. humor. And, yeah, and very I mean, like pretty embarrassing. Like and stuff like kind of like weird like race jokes. They're like you're just saying that because I'm Indian, and it's like oh god, here yeah, that's, we, why even bother? Why even bother? But then it's like then there's a payoff of like oh you do listen to Bollywood music. Yeah, it's like okay. So wait, do you listen to Bollywood? And, 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 and then there's yeah, there's some some pretty lame stuff in this. It's supposed to be like trying to like real. It's, it's trying to be biting, RJ. Is it potentially skewering? Manipulated holes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was no good. And then I watched a, another film from a director I checked out last year who I quite liked his movie. Uh, Joe Bagos directed a movie called Bliss that I liked a lot last year. I thought it was very cool. Right. This year I watched The Mind's Eye, available on Hoopla. And uh, I had seen a few people watching this that uh, that aren't fans. You know, I saw Sam Sanchez gave this half a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Corey Nalder gave it two stars, and I'm like, ooh. And he, and he likes his uh, psychics in movies because this is mm-hmm. like very much uh, derivative of Scanners. And yeah, uh, yeah this is poop <laughs> in the same way that Slacks was. But 
even less money, less well-made. Um, my review is pretty lengthy asking if you like certain things, then this movie has it. Uh, the psychic battles, RJ, are lots of people like making like uh, constipation faces. Mm. Like, could you could you explain? Could you show me this face? Uh, well, I could. I mean, imagine if you will trying to with great force push something out of your body, and it's starting to strain, and it's starting to give. Could you? A demonstration would would be uh, appreciated. I, I, you know what? I would just recommend people maybe check out Mind's Eye from their uh, Hoopla via their public library. It's free. It's got to get a um, But there's endless scenes of people just, <laughs> just shitting their pants, looking at each other real hard. And people shaking their guns because he forget, oh, no, this guy is telekinetic. And I keep forgetting I have to shoot them because then they can, like, make them go, ah. And, and then this happens again? four four Sorry. this happens four times in mm. like ten minutes. And you're like, what the One fuck? Of those. Larry Fessenden is also in this movie because <laughs> he's in everything. Yeah, Everyone. he's in a bit much. I think. Yeah, he shows up, but every once in a while he directs a really good movie, which you should watch this year. Depraved. And how depraved was it? Not really. Just a, I think oh. it's just a, it's, a, it's a good good picture show, not like Mind's Eye, which is poor. And apparently, his Alien movie, um, Almost Human, is yeah. really bad. So that's exciting. Oh. Uh, because I also watched. I can jump ahead a little bit. Uh, VFW, RJ. Right. Yeah. The uh, the meth uh, hopped up meth <laughs> versus zombies. versus veterans. Yeah. And uh, what'd you think of old VHF veteran <sighs> friends? It, it looks like well, it looks like crap. Just uh, the film? Yeah, mean? like it looks bad. It uh, I don't know. This I don't uh, remember. It it feels Canadian in in the in bad ways. But I mean, if you're just like looking for gore, I guess like endless gore and people getting decapitated and just, like people just being violently dispatched without any stakes or gravitas to their demises sure vfw might uh work for you but i was like kind of just really underwhelmed by this it did mm. like i was i was reading some reviews from uh, the snooty critics i guess who were like this is like just such carpenter light crap and i was like oh that's kind of lazy that's kind of dumb why do we have to shit on it for that and then i watched it and i went oh it is <laughs> It is that. It is just like a solid precinct thirteen ish action, mm. and but with no, even though it's got like a like a pretty sweet cast, Fred Williamson. I'm not. I don't care about Stephen Lane, but George Wentz in this, but he's barely in it. Uh yeah, I could have used a little more George Went. Uh, George Went, and I feel like he um, he kind of disappears off screen. No, a little bit like uh, he runs up to the parking lot. And it's dispatched, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, you're like, oh, he's gone. He's barely, he barely did anything. Yeah, I, I, I could have used some more George, mm. some more George. George, do you ever get any George? Uh, only the ones that you give me. I don't have much. No, not really. But what, what do you got to talk about? Um, <laughs> let me see. Chain letter? 
from 2010. <laughs> yeah, th- th- it seems like this one's your pick of the litter. Uh, well, it's a Brad Dourif affair. Yes. And the reason I'm watching this was because I had a different Brad Dourif movie on here that for the last, I don't know, eight years was available on Letterboxd until uh-huh. this week, or not on, on available on Netflix until this week when I was trying to watch it. And it is no longer on Netflix. So I was like, oh, I got to find a new Brad Dourif movie. So I watched Chain Letter. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's like an urban legend, like kind of thing. Like, well, I mean, obviously, like Chain Letters were an urban legend thing. Did you ever get one of those when you were growing up, like on your dial-up computer? You get an email. It's like, if you don't send this to 10 other people, you're going to have your ass blown out and you're going to die. <laughs> your hole's going to be manipulated. Yeah, that's that's a nice way to put it. A nice way to put it. Uh, so it's kind of like that, but this is also a, a big movie about you know dangers of the internet. And uh, there's this weird like government surveillance thing where so Brad Dourif plays a uh, like a teacher, and he's like, "Cell phones are killing you and communities." That's my Brad Dourif, and. Um, so there's this weird thing about like government monitoring and I'm like, what is the point of this? Like, I don't get it. Uh, Keith David is in this as well as a detective, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, this movie sucks real bad, real bad. There's this really embarrassing scene where it's like one of the ladies who didn't reply to a chain letter, she dies. Right. And the way she dies is she gets like, hooked up to two chains one chain on one side of her body one chain on the other side and then the chains are tied to like two vehicles and it's just it's like these like very pris and proper people and it's like a businessman and a businesswoman and uh they're like coming out to their cars and they're like we're very busy we gotta go and then the wife is like i'm very busy i gotta go and the man is like i'm very busy I got to go too. So they get in their cars and they start driving away and they're just dragging this lady's body behind their cars. And I was like, okay, (laughs) interesting. And then they just kind of like turn off and then the body just like gets ripped apart. And I was like, that's not like a horrible kill scene, but uh, I was like, it's the, the way it was presented in this movie was, was not good. Jared. It was, it was not good. It was not good. Not good. So this is just a bad movie outright. And, uh, yeah, not good. But this director's movies all look so great. Uh, what else did he make? Or what else did they make? Let's see here. Chain Letter by Dion Taylor. The Intruder, Black and Blue, Fatal, Traffic. Man, I know Traffic with Halle Berry. Meet the Blacks, The House Next Door, Supremacy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah it, it wasn't a good show Jared, and i i don't recommend it to anyone okay not anyone but i got my brad durf pick in and uh that's all i gotta say about that that's all i gotta say about that very well do you want me to tell you about frankenstein yeah please some hammerstein yeah i i I mean, I, I try to hit my quota for Hammer films, so that I'm I'm up to for Frankenstein's. I'm up to Frankenstein must be destroyed, which is pretty standard Hammer fare. Not much goes on in this other than what you'd expect. Uh, other than there's this, there's a very uh, aggressive scene in this. So I was watching this on like Sunday or something, and um, 
I was like 40 minutes in or, or whatever. And then Andrea came downstairs for like 10 minutes and she came down t- during the 10 minutes that there is that super aggressive rape scene in this movie. I've never seen it. Uh, oh, I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of, it weird. is. Ne- I think so, it's like, next for me as well. I guess if I have to watch a hammer film, I should get that one out of the way too. It's a, uh, I don't, okay. So I don't know how to describe this. So, so Frankenstein's in a new town and he's tricked new people to be his assistants. It's a young kid who like likes science and then his girlfriend and then Frankenstein is just like, all right, you guys give me what you, what, whatever I want. I'm going to move some brains around, you know, the, the general thing. And, uh, there's a scene where he like sends the guy off and then he's like, he says to the girl, you stay. And she's like, okay. And he walks up to her room and she's like, do you need anything Baron Frankenstein? And he's like, no, not currently. And she's like, okay, good night. And then he like, she's like, I I'll see you tomorrow. And then he comes into her room and closes the door. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable right now. And then he like rips all her clothes off in a super aggressive way. And you're just like, Whoa, <laughs> it's like really zoomed into like, she's wearing one of those like strap in like girdle things. And he like flips her on her back and he rips it apart. And I was like, man, I don't want to see Peter Cushing just fall on raping people in this movie. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like which was weird for Peter, me Peter like, Cushing what are you doing Grand, yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin I know that's what I thought you're supposed um, to be one of the good ones he's supposed to be but uh, he wasn't in this one so anyways he uh, he raped that chick uh, and Andrea was there just to watch that part and then she went she's like alright I'm done and she went upstairs and I was like, like I, I understand <laughs> she's like I understand what this creep tober is all about well I always say too I was like I was like this is like uh, I thought it was a 70s. It was 69. I was like, this is like a 70s, like old dra- uh, Frankenstein movie. I was like, I didn't think there was going to be a bunch of rape in it. And she's like, sure, sure. And I was like, yeah. All right. So anyways, that's Frankenstein for you. That's Frankenstein. Yeah, what about you? Did you watch any movies? Sure. I, I can blast through a few and bring us up to date. Um, so sure. one of the one of the better films I watched uh, yeah. was Castle of Blood. Ooh. Which looks like some real uh, grandpa action. It's an Italian film from 1964. Oh. Uh, originally, it was going to be directed by Sergio Carbucci, but then wound up being directed by Antonio Margheriti. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yes. The tagline, RJ. The living and the dead change places in an orgy of terror. That sounds aggressive. A writer accepts a wager that he cannot spend the night alone in a haunted castle on all Souls Eve. So it's also a Halloween movie. Once night falls at the castle, several who had been murdered therein return to life, reliving their deaths and seeking to kill the writer for his blood in a vain attempt to stay alive beyond that one night. Hmm. So the its movie opens up with Edgar Allan Poe. He's in a bar. Mm-hmm. And like act the the Edgar it's, Allan it's Poe. Ed, it's Edgar Allan Poe, an actor playing Edgar Allan Poe, okay. and he's uh, telling a story. And then a journalist comes along and is like, "Well, I don't. I think it's a bunch of malarkey." And then this yeah. old guy says, "Oh yeah, well I've got an old castle. I'll bet you one hundred dollars you can't spend the night in there." And the writer's like, <laughs> "Yes, well I'll show you." And so. 
the first like 45 minutes of this is a man walking around with like a candelabra through a dark mansion and like being startled by things but then spooky things start happening like he looks over at this room and there's like a dance hall happening and there's all these people and then the door closes and then he opens it up and then there's nobody there and he's like oh spooky and then he runs into these two sisters, one of them played by Barbara Steele. Um, and he's kind of like experiencing their story without really understanding what they are. And then they start, one's plotting against the other and Barbara Steele's trying to help, but probably being aloof about it. Um, and you're, I was at this point, I was kind of like checked out on the movie. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. This, this is... Ugh. Kind of just your typical 1960s haunted house story with like, oh, but it's historical and it's a period mm. piece and nothing, nothing too exciting or crazy is going to happen. But then like something changes and it's probably the last 35 minutes of the movie when everything kind of clicks into place and you realize, okay, he's been there. He's been being introduced to these other characters and he's gone through one cycle of these people living out their last days and now we're resetting to him now getting to be stuck with the next ghost in their last day. And then he gets to see the next person. And I was like, oh, this is actually really in line with kind of what I've always wished I'd seen in like a haunted house movie where time doesn't really matter. matter. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're getting to experience it because it's a, uh, you know, it, time, it's a, it's, it's like, it's a circle. <laughs> And like, oh, is it no corners? No corners. No corners. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then he's like kind of you don't know what how in danger he is in anything. And then he gets to see everybody's death kind of play out. And there's this just gigantic jacked shirtless man who just keeps killing people. Uh he this guy must have a thing for that, because uh, Antonio Margariti is the man who brought us your Your The Hunter from the Future, yeah. a, a film that you have seen. I have. Yeah, and must be a big fan of, apparently. It's, am I? So. Wow. I, mean. uh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, and then it turns into this, or the, now this, this reporter, journalist, writer guy, he is, he's going to get out. Where does he got to get out? He's going to get out of this castle of blood. Why? Because they're going to, they want his blood, and then he's going to be stuck in the cycle, too. Uh, so he's gotta get the circle. So he's gotta get the fuck out. So that's cool. Yeah, this movie is really neat. No corners. Uh, great, great atmosphere. It looks really cool. Um, the endings, I think the endings really hits a perfect note of of weirdness and like sadness, but sweetness. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. I liked it. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise on Hoopla. Hoopla. I added it to my list. Do it. Because it sounds uh, good. Yeah, it's but good. I don't have Hoopla. Yeah, you, you can very easily. I can't, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, how about the armoire, RJ? Another short film. Mm-hmm. This one stars Strange Dave, who is also the Smiling Man. Uh, what? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't know this, and then I'm watching it, and I'm like, it's another like, oh, spooky man in a house, and it's like, call up Strange Dave. He knows what to do. He probably he probably took like a workshop with uh, what's his name Doug Jones at one point. Oh God! He was, Could you imagine? He, he, he was my greatest student. <laughs> Could you imagine the workshops? Yeah. Be. <laughs> so, wait, what was this guy's name? Doug. 
Strange Dave. Strange Dave. And was he strange? <clears throat> um, this, so Armoire is definitely better, way better than the Smiling Man. Um, mm. it's, I'd say it's worth your 14 minutes. Don't think about it too much. It's got one definite, like, jumpy scare. That's like, oh, <laughs> like, but other than that, it's, it's fine. So you're saying there's a chance. There's, huh? a, ch- there's a chance you'd enjoy this. I, uh, I will can keep it under advisement. Yeah. You, you could squeeze her in. Uh, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. And I'll be like, I don't know why I watch this. And you'll go, oh, I watched it. And I'll I, go, oh. Oh, I see. I also, I, I, I also checked out Hand Fart. Uh, yeah. That's a, a short film that I have seen. Yeah. Uh, the, the yeah. highlight really comes down to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> just uh this 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 young man he's just finished up his like physical and he's doing great he squeezes his hands together you know palm to palm uh hands yeah. facing opposite and makes a, a hand fart sound and the doctor's like whoa what was that and it, it's everything takes a real serious turn he's like what I'm like no no i do it like all the time i do it every day and the doctor's reaction just fuck it's it's so timeless it's so it does it's like the highlights like all you need it's all you really need everything else is like exactly almost like what you'd expect uh arguably but and then yeah. that, that doctor's good uh he's he, he he's he he defines hand fart it's what two minutes long or something like that um uh, it's uh it's worth a youtube view and then you, you can forget about it and move on with your life and go why why did i listen to jared what is rj mm-hmm. laugh I, I I got no opinion on this hand fart. I didn't even rate the thing. I know so, it's, uh, it's sad. <laughs> I uh I can't I can't remember it all that well. Hey, hey RJ. Yeah. Do, do you know about the movie The Hole in the Ground? <laughs> all, all I know is that there's some real complicated uh, politics at play with this whole talk in this episode. <laughs> this is gonna go down as one of the strangest are you, are you, of the holes well you know when i'm, watch, <laughs> I'm watching a movie uh, about holes and boys and I'm, i think about boys souls and i think about boys holes uh, as, <laughs> as <tolls>? per, <laughs> trolls to, troll tolls yes and yes. <laughs> uh daymans and nightmans from those who are uninitiated uh it's always sunny sure. in philadelphia um so that 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 clouded my mind at times watching this. So anywho, uh, so this is a offering from our friends. A twenty four, I think, distributed this. Uh yes, it is a. I think it's an A twenty four affair. They, they did not produce. They didn't make it, but they distributed it because this is uh-huh. definitely something that that would interest them a great deal. This is something they could market. Because that's what they do. So, um, this one's tagline is Fear the Familiar. Trying to escape her broken past, Sarah O'Neill is building a new life on the fringes of a backwood rural town with her young son, Chris. A terrifying encounter with a mysterious neighbor shatters her fragile security, throwing Sarah into a spiraling nightmare of paranoia and mistrust as she tries to uncover if the disturbing changes in her little boy are connected to an ominous sinkhole buried deep in the forest that borders their home. So what's in that hole? Spoilers? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Moloids. 
Like Chuds? <laughs> like Chuds. The the Irish cousin of Chuds. Moloids, wow. apparently. That's right, RJ. Because this is just full-on spoiler talk. Who cares? Yeah, that's I, fine. I, I give your warning. So, uh, what's going on is there's like a sinkhole in the middle of the forest. And you go, ooh, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. one day, this kid goes off into the woods and disappears. And then suddenly he's acting a little ch- different. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the this mom who's, like, running away from something, and the whole movie has this thing, I feel, that's, like, making you question whether or not she's all right in the head. She's got this big gash on her forehead that she kind of conceals with her hair. Maybe she's trying to get away from a, an abusive relationship with uh, her, like, the boy's father. But they never get into that. But it's, like, kind of left, and you're like, oh, is she going crazy? Is she is she imagining all this? Is it all in her head? She's on medication? But she said she told the doctor she's not on medication. Could she she be lying? So the whole time, I got my foot out of this movie being like, okay, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting for, like, oh, it all turns out she's crazy because that's what these movies do. But then, no, because it's so it lays on the ambiguity so much for such a big chunk mm-hmm. of the movie that mm-hmm. I think it's just better to be like, no, the movie should have just been playing played it straight and been like nah this is about moloids and then they're and they're they apparently can replace people and <laughs> just like full-on just replacing people yep and they have and and the moloid replacements have super strength <laughs> and they beat up the, and the little kids are they have super strength they start this kid starts throwing his mom around in a scene that's supposed to be like disturbing and you're just kind of like oh that's a bit much <laughs> you go Moloids, what do you do? Moloids. Oh, but it's not till the end that you see the moloids. It's something like kind of reminiscent of Bone Tomahawk and like kind of the oh god, what's going on in this hole? These these underground people. Um but yeah, it's um like descent ish kind of like these like protoplasmic moloids. They're like scurrying around. That's kinda of cool, but this movie just like it has no ending. Other than like, oh, it just stops. They don't like mirrors. The moloids. They don't like mirrors because you can see their true selves. I'm like, well, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, like you're, you're not gonna be able to get very far avoiding mirrors. Can anyone see them in the mirrors, or is it only themselves that can see I, I, themselves? I think you can. You can see them. You can see the moloid. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But you don't know the whole movie. You don't know they're moloids, and then you get to the end, and you go, "Whoa, what's the, what's this all about? This is, this seems out of place." And then you're like, "Oh, they're fine." And you're like, "What? How did like I don't know?" There's some like shit where if you as soon as you go, "Wait, how did they get out of the hole carrying this child? <laughs> this like giant sinkhole?" Oh, she just got out. You're like, "But it seems like it was really far down deep and stuff." Ugh. How how deep? Deep. Okay. What else was in that hole? <laughs> moloids. Oh, okay. And, and bones. Bones of children and was people. Gowron down there at all? No Gowron. Damn. Yeah, there was no manipulation either. If you're wondering, none. None. Well, uh, another good movie to be yeah. watched uh, on Netflix is His House. Netflix. Yeah. What are you talking about, Netflix? No. I'm gonna watch Netflix things over here. What are you talking about? I'm... His house. So what's? Oh, this is a new movie. Yeah. Damn. So this is a curious movie that uh, I think you would be into. Uh yeah. I actually I did see this pop up. Just the picture alone, I like uh, or the stills that like ran through on Netflix. I was kind of like that looks good. Yeah. yeah um, I, it's I've about. Seen... 
this. So, I mean, yeah. the synopsis here is, after making a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, a young refugee couple struggle to adjust to their new life in a small English town that has an unspeakable evil lurking beneath the surface. Mm. So, I mean, I think, honestly, the less said, the better. Watching okay. this. I mean, uh, maybe I'll check this out this year. Yeah, I mean, I it's think this creep. is... It's a very different type of movie than... I gotcha. Uh, you would expect. I think uh, our uh, our associate corpse seems to be quite negative on this film, saying that this is for the conjuring crowd. But that is ah. like I don't know. I didn't. I, I'm not. I, I, the conjuring's about nothing. <laughs> you don't and subscribe I, I, to the. And and crowd, I think right? the I think his house is actually about something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The Conjuring is just like yeah. I, I'm also not a fan of that movie at all. But yeah. I think the house is like this. This is this is a different thing. Horror, horror is just there, and then it goes into like real horror, and then there's gotcha. like then there's, then there's your your spook house horror. Ooh, I like spook house. Yeah. My main question is, how many moloids are there? Uh not very many. Not gonna lie. Not many? Yeah, there's not very many in his house, if that's what you mean. Unless you were still talking about a uh, hole. Well, this I don't know this anymore. Movie, this movie's called His House, not His Hole. Well, it's hard to tell with he, you now. He, I mean, the, the one days. character in this, he does make holes in walls. So it is a holes movie. <laughs> so, RJ, tell me about Ratmaw. <laughs> Ratmaw? I love Ratma. <laughs> and and do you, th- thus do you love VHS 94? Honestly, I actually kind of like this movie. And I don't know, uh, people seem to be super negative on it. But I was like, this is the best VHS I've seen. Well, I, actually, that's hard to say. This is... Um, it's got a three. It seems like people are like all about the same page. It's like, this is decent. Yeah. This is decent. Yeah, I uh, I liked Ratma quite a bit. Um, tell, tell, figured... tell us tell us about VHS 94. Okay. Uh, well, the first one opens. and uh... So, I'll, I'll, to explain to anyone who doesn't know. So, VHS is a... Yeah. Anthology series. An anthology series that kind of takes the idea of, like, found footage tapes. And there's usually a framing device that's really lame, just like yeah. here. Real, yes, really, sh- really shitty. And you're like, what's going on? There's an underground tape trade, and somebody's like broken into somewhere, or they're like finding all these tapes. And the idea is that the movie then moves into like, hey, let's check out what this tape is. And then you get to watch the whole clip as it plays out on the tape that's completely edited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've done four of these now. I've never actually seen Viral, which is the third one. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think I have either. <laughs> but I have seen the first one, which I liked. Second yeah. one's not bad. And this one's about the same level as two on the whole. But, yeah, Viral sounds like it's supposed to be, like, the shits. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Um, It's too bad because VHS 94, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, you might have to remind me a little bit. So oh, I yeah. know the rat. I know the Ratma one. So good. I so know rat, 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 Ratma kicks us off. Yeah. And okay. So it's um. Yeah. So it's on VHS, uh, which I think is cool. It would have been except, better except for the fu- the funeral home one is not. Oh yeah, I thought that was fine. That's like mini DV, <laughs> the Simon Barrett one. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I was going to say, uh, you know what would have been a better wraparound would have been like Creep Tales, where it's just literal ghouls watching the movies. I think people would way more appreciate that in like current day, where it's like, yeah, the videos themselves are like spooky, but like the guys watching them are just like mummies and like skeletons. Uh, okay, so anyways, we have a, a reporter. She's kind of low on the totem pole, or low, not low, but she like she gets sent to a lot of shit jobs. She's like, I want to really make a name for myself. You got to go cover so, the. You got to cover Rat Man. You got to cover Rat Man. There's like, there's new reports of a Rat Man living in the sewers, and she's like, Come on, that's not real. And they're like, No, you got to go cover Rat Man. A lot of people downtown are not feeling good about this. There's homeless people everywhere talking about Rat Man. Just get in there, see what's up. And she's like, All right. So uh, her and her cameraman go down there, and uh, they're at like the opening of the sewers. Uh, and uh, they see some motion inside, and they're like, "Oh, is there a person in there?" So they walk in there to, to, to see. Oh, I forgot to mention the where it starts out with is uh, on the street interviews with people. It's like, "Do you believe in Ratman?" And it would be people. It's like, "Nah, I don't believe in Ratman." And another person's like, "Nah, I don't believe in Ratman. That's ridiculous." And then uh, one guy is like, "You bet your sweet ass, I believe in Ratman." He's like, he's like, maybe that's God's punishment coming down on people. And you go, okay. You're like, I see what's going on here. Uh, so anyways, they see motion in the tunnel and then they go in there. They see some, uh, shantytown style tents. They see some like dirty men cowering in places. And they're like, are you rat man? And they're like, and the guy will be like, rat ma, rat ma. And, uh, then, you know, there's a series of fast, people moving fast and uh the camera crew is brought to a uh, ceremonial kind of hub uh and it's there's a some sort of tribal sacrifice being done for ratma and ratma comes jared well you, for, you, got, for, you forgot about the like weird homeless guy they found that's like covered no, in I, black or I, I brought him up but like his like i don't know because first you're like is that the rat man well they ask him they're like are you rat but, man but, yeah like, but like because yeah they're like but he's just like but he's like, oh, because like first you're like, oh, it's like a rat guy because he's covered in darkness. But then as they kind of yep. change the angle, you're like, oh wait, no, it's just a guy. He's not like it's a, a he's not guy. like he's not like a circus performer named Ratman like Nightcrawler. Because that's what I was thinking. Yes. I'm like, is this like a Nightcrawler? Yeah, <laughs> and it's I, like, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then like, no, then they go further. But then there's like some lumbering people that knock them yep. out. Yes. Yeah. So then they get taken over, and then they go, and then and then Ratma does come. And I gotta say. The design of Ratma, I think, is something to cherish. Uh, I loved it. I was just like, oh. I was like, I, I, I dig the way Ratma looks real, real good, real strong. And it's got kind of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated 80s show vibe where it's like, remember when they did the Alien spinoff where they just or rip off? They ripped off the Alien Xenomorphs. And they were in the sewer, but they were on the meatballs on the pizza, and then they would grow. That's what this reminded me of, because mm-hmm. it was kind of like alien heads, but then like the spewing of like poison things to cleanse the unbelievers, and then you know the eventual return of this woman, and then her broadcasting, and uh, all of the Ratma stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I thought Ratma was real good. That was, and that's the lead off, which I actually think is one of the strongest of the short stories here so i was kind of like it's good to start with the strong one but uh, after that one 
I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if the, if any of them actually hit those and, levels and, as much and, as Ratman and, does. And then you have uh, the uh, Stephen Kosnansky uh, with his Astron 6 antics, which is just like literally a vegetable masher at commercial. And that's it. Yeah, that's... He, get, uh, he gets, yeah, an, enti- he, he gets an entire credit for that. <laughs> it's like, huh, yeah. curious. Yes, I, I forgot that that even happened. So there was yeah. that. And then it was the funeral home one. Yeah, that's the Simon Bear one. And the funeral one. home one is fine. It's like, got some good monster, like zombie, headless zombie antics. And yeah. then that's it. That's about yeah. all. And that was fine. And then is the next one the uh, the vampire? That's the last one. Okay, what's the one in between there? That would be... Oh, fuck. Uh, it's that good. It's the yeah, it's, Chloe I don't Akuna. Rem- what does she direct? Because the last one's Ryan Prowse. That's the one with the uh, it's like the, blood, the, blood on blood on the snow. Uh, white sovereign citizens that which have I, captured... I kind of liked too. I thought that one was. Great. I loved how that yeah. that when the uh, the vampire uh, gets released and, yeah. and, 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 and and he's just oh, he's good. just he's just blasting through people like butter through like or knife through a butter yeah. knife through butter and just like because just like effortless just like oh your face is gone and it's like oh it's like it's so fast you're like man there's not there's, you're not gonna do anything it's like I think that thing gets out we're fucking dead it's invincible <laughs> I I love I actually like I really liked the setup to that I was like I love seeing these like these dudes oh the one we're forgetting about i mean the big thing it's the timo uh tashanto one the um the the indonesian horror with the uh the mad scientist oh yeah i i thought that one was fine um cgi fire yeah yeah cgi fire i didn't dislike it i was like i kind of i was like i like the idea of it but um I don't know. There's something. There's something not quite there for me for with that one. Like I thought it was. I, I really liked the idea, but uh, for some reason I just wasn't super into it. I don't know. I forgot about it. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of just there. Yeah. Okay, so there was that one, which was fine, and then uh, yeah, the vampire one's awesome because so I like the setup, and then it's, I actually it's I a like bit the drawn actual, out. I like the look of him. Yeah, it's a little longer than it needs to be, but I do like the look of the vampire. Like it's kind of like Blade Two style, where the mm. jawline opens up, no. which I, I love. Uh, but uh, yeah, that one was good. The Indonesian one's okay. I do like the idea of this uh, tortured hell of being trapped inside of like robotics and things like that. But um, and then there's like raid stuff happening. Yeah, and like the wraparound is useless. Like, uh, oh, and I, I and, it, and it just I keeps going afterwards. At all. Oh, and the yeah. wraparounds is dumb. It's like, ah, we're torture girls. We were white. We're making snuff films. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to it like almost at all. I was like, I don't care. I, I wish I just want the ghouls from Creep Tales. That's all I want. No, but any other than that, though, like I thought VHS ninety four was pretty good. I was like, yeah, this is good. Not bad, not bad. I was like, I'm not, I'm on board with this. Um, let's see here. So I, I did some rewatches. Messiah of yes, Evil. Yes, you did. Messiah of Evil. It, it it's holds pretty good. Up. Night of the Living Dead. Supoib. Pretty good. Um, the Night Stalker, which I have not seen in like you know That's again the Columbo six, film, right? Yes, yeah, yeah Columbo esque uh, for like sixteen years. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. It's got some mm-hmm. it's okay in a 70s TV show kind of way, but uh there's some questionable 
makeup and wigs happening mm. with that with that vampire. Pretty lame. Uh, and Insidious, because the plan is to watch the rest of the Insidious films. Finally. You should, and tell me if they're any good. I've seen I'd, two. I've only seen the first one, and that was a long time ago. And uh, the, the greatest scene uh, in that movie still holds up, like, real good. Yeah. When, uh, is that the by the table one? Where yeah. It's so fucking it's like right there. Oh, with, yeah, with, the, with the magnifying glass and listening to yeah. Tiny Tim. Yeah, that's still amazing. But the movie looks yeah. like shit. It's been it's like the yeah. co- the color grading in it is really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like kind of shocking. Um, that, yeah. yeah, watch some short films. Uh, Dawn of the Deaf, which is that doesn't sound good. Well, it's it's all about a bunch of deaf characters. Um, there's a little bit of that obscure object of, of my desire action where I'm like, wait a minute, these are two different people. Because <laughs> like at one point I was like. Why am I like? Are they doing some time jumps with this character? I'm like, oh wait, no, they're they're just like brunette girls that look like almost the same, and then but one's going through like a breakup with her girlfriend, and the other one is being molested by her dad because we need that in our horror short film, mm-hmm. and then then a horrible sound pulse comes and blows everybody's brains apart, and then they come back as zombies, and now only deaf people are around to do anything about it, and it just ends right there. And that's the end. You're like, well, that's not really a st- like. It's like this is like a a teaser for a movie. Mm. Weird. Uh, then there's another mm. short, another one of those alter shorts, Winston, which is animated. That's like feels like a real like Jeff Lemire nothing story. It'd be like a it'd be a Jeff Lemire short story that you never think about ever again. Is it about fathers and sons? Uh, it's about a neighbor. It's a, it's about neighbors. Is he a father figure? No. But it kind of looks like a Jeff Lemire uh, comic. Just looking, I, at, just looking at the movie poster right now. I you, might follow. Yeah. Wait, wait. Which? What was the title of that one? It is called Winston from Winston. Think, from 2017. Oh, okay. You're yeah. I uh, I went up on yours and then I had to come back. But you back got to bring it back I, down. I, yeah, I thought you were moving up and now you came back okay. down. Well, I'm bouncing around a little bit. So I'm gonna get through these short films just to mention <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, yeah. Fry Day. F R Y Day mm-hmm. uh, is kind of like real horror like real human horror bundy? uh it's yeah it got the po- it's got the bundy poster it's it's a t- it's a period piece uh set the the day of uh ted bundy's execution it's about a girl hanging outside taking polaroids of people for two bucks she's kind of like a high school girl documenting it and then a scummy dude from her school kind of drags her along with some friends and it's about the horrible world of men rj well it's really well we're made. Pretty, we're it's, pretty bad, dude. We're pretty. We're pretty bad. We make podcasts yeah. too. Yeah, we're not. Well, I mean, that's the worst thing that we do. But yeah, yeah. we're pretty bad. No, but it's like actually very well made. I think it's pretty good. Uh, not horror in the way that people would want, maybe, but yeah, uh, that's okay. real grim kind of like, oh yeah, life's terrible. <laughs> people are bad. Uh, and then I yeah. watched this one called Lenoria from 2018 this has got some of that gdt vibes uh it looks Ah. awful i absolutely hate the look of this animation it has a bunch of like phyrexian monsters that are like the best part of it but like this kid this little cgi kid its eyes are like hideous i fucking like he was watching this i was like oh (laughs) why would you want anything to look this bad but yeah it has no is a bare suggestion of a story it's so it's so Ugh, cloying. I, I I really didn't like this thing. 
one bit. So you're saying there's, there's a, a chance. chance. Uh, uh, well, I'll do one. I'll do a movie here, and then I'll sure. let you maybe wrap up yours. I'm like, we'll see wherever I end up. Uh, yeah. Harvest Lake. So this is a film from the director of. Oh, I see. Scott Shermer, he directed this. He also directed the movie called Found that I'm a fan of. Okay. Uh, this is like I a, think I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a pretty rough movie to watch. I think it's really interesting. Like this guy's like, these are like very independent movies. Uh, yeah. A little rough around the edges at times. But so I, I just saw that Harvest Lake was on Tupi. And I was like, hey, I'm going to watch Harvest Lake because I think I just saw someone watched Found finally. And they also really liked mm-hmm. it too. I'm like, well, shit, maybe I should give Harvest Lake a shot. And um <clears throat> This is a Jarrett picture in the sense of it's got some uh, some soft core elements to it. There's some bumping and grinding. No mm. no actual penetration, RJ. But I appreciate that. Th- this is a bunch of people that look like they all hang out at the slice. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so it's lo- lots of tattoos. Uh-huh. Uh, Dyed black hair. One one of the worst public bathrooms I have ever been to in my entire life. One of the worst. So this movie opens up with this ambiguous note with this like two, this like couple just rutting in the woods. And then they drink some, some water fluid. And then they kind of walk into the lake. And it's all dreamy and kind of hazy and strange. You're like, huh, what's this all about? And then we cut to uh, four friends. Uh, two's a couple. One's a friend of the couple. And there's a, a mutual gay friend of theirs that they're all going to go hang out for the boyfriend's uh, birthday. Oh, oh, by the lake there, bud. Right by the lake? Right right, uh, right, up, right up there by the lake. Oh, so, yeah, right by the lake. So they, they drive up. Uh, they see some dude that the girlfriend kind of runs over to and talks to, and then she comes back and you don't think anything of it. Uh, these guys go in like this, you know, it's just like palling around chatting people. And then they go to the, uh, shore side of the lake mm-hmm. and they're hanging out. And there's some like weird, like sexual energy going on here. People are being a little like loose with uh, their inhibitions, mm. and there's like you're just kind of like, huh? That's what's up with this? What's going on with this lake? Why are people getting so sexy by this lake? Uh, so that's a good point. This this couple goes off, you know, maybe to be alone, but they kind of actually wind up actually wandering off on their own, separate from one another. Uh, the, the one guy left there, he starts to pleasure himself. Uh, by the shore and the, the 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 friend of the couple she gets up and she walks into the lake and she begins to pleasure herself and then rj while doing so we cut to a underwater like reptile eye that opens and looks up and it's like what's this <laughs> and then a, a tentacle goes up and you're like what what's what what's all this about and then she gets pulled under the water. Nobody knows this. And then this guy kind of like, uh, the one guy uh, uh, jerking off by the shoreline, he kind of wakes up and sees that nobody's around. Um, he goes looking for everyone. Uh, the, the couple that kind of had split off, they're kind of in a weird kind of uh, haze wandering through the woods. And each of them come across some form of fungal vegetation. 
One is very phallic and expulsing out this like white creamy shit and it's kind of like coming in and out it's like what the fuck is this and then the other guy he comes across this like opening of mushrooms that's just undulating very uh, Mm. yeah and they get closer and closer they're being brought in by something and they're about to taste it but then something kind of like interrupts them from doing it something pulls them away from it and then they're like oh cool and then they see that their friend who went into the water she's back and she's like, oh, hey, guys. And they go off back to the cabin. And then we see this shot of the blonde girl, the friend, her body just kind of like floating in the water. And you're like, oh, is this like a dream-like moment? Well, we'll find out. Um, there's some campfire chat. The, the one guy uh, that they were talking to earlier, he shows up. And then they play some truth and dare, you know, the way that uh, mm-hmm. 20-something-year-olds do. Um and then of course it turns out, oh, he's a he's a gay man too, and he's ready to rock rock this dude's world. And so they all partner off, and there's all this partnering off and banging in the woods. And then uh, of course the the girl for her boyfriend's birthday, she's like, I'm gonna give you what every man wants, RJ, a threesome. And so it's like, well, mm. good, good time. This is like exact. This is like uh, an RJ movie, really. At the end of the day, I got it wrong. Uh, like big, questionable. Big, big, big RJ movie. So uh, they start like so. The, the, the this threesome it starts on it starts to get underway, but fairly soon into it, something's a little wrong. What's wrong, you ask? Well, there is a tentacle coming out of the blonde girl's mouth going into the other girl's mouth, and then there's another tentacle coming from somewhere that's kind of making its way toward this guy because, of course, these people foolishly dropped some uh, or took some LSD with their sugar cubes. Mm. Uh, And they're like, what's going on? And then he's like kind of in a haze, and he sees for a moment this one-eyed plant creature monster tentacle thing like that's like taken over the who's just replaced this girl because it's like an invasion of the body snatchers. I'm like, so I've been wondering, like, is this plant based horror? It could be, but I'm not sure. Uh, it becomes uncertain. I mean, if it's well, if it's fungal, fu- like fun fungi aren't plant, aren't plants. Correct. They're they're their own separate so, things. So it I, be fungi I, I, horror. I mean, I haven't keeping track of that too. Like A like fungi fu- horror, f- fungicide. If you remember. Okay. Yeah, ma- I, I, ma- I remember ma- fungicide. Ma- ma- matongo. I re- well, I remember the movie Fungicide, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, interesting. So, okay, so, uh, finish so, up. so the, I'll finish. So uh, it's basically everyone starts getting brought into this thing. Uh, the, the two guys who go out to the tent, they're fine. Um, and then the one guy gets up and he leaves. And then uh, our now our protagonist, I guess, the only one left of the group, he wakes up and he goes looking for everybody. And then eventually comes across his um, his um, one night stand, and he's being orgied up by his two friends in those sta- just standing there in the woods. And they're like putting like white shit in his mouth. And he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" He starts running away, and. Uh, Eventually, there's like again more like weird like it's like a pear hanging off a tree, and it's just like a nipple, and it's just mm. lactating and moaning. <laughs> uh, it's it's that okay. kind it's that kind of movie, and then it all winds up with everybody's on the same page. Everybody's now part of this this experience, and they all go by the lakeside, and the one girl kind of just disappears under the water, and then. 
We don't know what happens really after that, but there's this like this thing where all the characters are now in this like dark space and they're all standing around this like fleshy table mass on in the middle of the room and they just start fucking it. And they start becoming one and they just merge in this like blood. First it's like this like Vaseline that they're rubbing up against and then it starts turning black and they're rubbing and rubbing and rubbing and the music just keeps building and building and there's this, this one-eyed thing that they're all in worship of and they've all come together and that's that's it that's that's the movie um it is like quite the quite the film quite the film what was not at all what I was expecting uh not not much like it not much like it at all but uh, I think it nails the the Lovecraftian, uh, okay. um, better than pretty well everything in a lot of ways, in a true sense, because it's like it makes you feel icky and it doesn't explain shit. You're just like, no, like, well, what was it really there for? How did it get there? Why is it there? Why is it doing those things? And it can be whatever you want. You can think of it mm-hmm. and uh, bring what you want to the table in terms of explanation. Okay. Very, very curious movie. I liked it. Um, so. Check it out. I like I like the I like the the Lovecraft stuff you've talked talk about because um, I feel like Lovecraft isn't always great, even just Lovecraft himself. But I feel like interpretations of it can be very good. But uh, I I'm a little bit lost on all this this these things you were talking about <laughs> these phallic things and these yeah. these other things yeah and. Uh, I gotta say, I just I, I don't know about that, Jer. Well, it's available on Tubi. Uh, it's great. Eleven p.m. at night while the wife's asleep viewing. This movie this movie will not this this movie will not is its intention is not to uh, turn one on. I don't think I will say that. So that's why it's like, is this pornographic? It's not, I, don't I, I mean, I've seen some highly pornographic films this month. Highly pornographic. Highly. Highly. Which might be but, even the uh, next movie you talk about. Do, do you want be. me to... Are you going to watch Gretel and Hansel? Uh, I am. Okay, yeah. so we'll talk was, about it then. I was trying to watch it yesterday, but I broke my oven, so I, uh, I, I couldn't. That's... But yeah, I, I will watch it. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one when you get a chance to watch some of the, the, new, the new Oz. New Oz? I, I'll get it done this month, for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, another evil. If you're into super low budget indie horror slash not not horror at all action, um, yeah, this movie I I put into my sad bastard list. Just because it fits, or yeah, the the main character, well, the whatever you want to call it, the the antagonist, uh, mm-hmm. Oz Oswald, um, a straight up ghost assassin. He's Oz he's exactly the type of guy who would call himself a ghost hunter from Creepsville. Mm-hmm. Lots of leather cowboy hats, but he's just like this chubby white guy with glasses with a beard talking about his divorce. But he's kind of your guy. He's kind of a dude you'd like because um, apparently his wife is leaving him because he just couldn't stop getting cats. Um, I'm not sure how to take that. And there's some very Catholic... Very obsessed with the devil. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this like movie, that. Yeah, this movie totally is all over the place. I enjoyed watching it, but 
Yeah, I don't know. This poster is so misleading. That makes no sense. None. Uh, For another evil from 2016. Let me see the it, poster here. It's like this like, so indie cartooning. So you got cartooning. Like, a head spitting out guts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is not how you would, should sell this movie. Oh. No. Yeah, well, posters this, are free. This kind of reminds me of like more like, um, oh, what's his name? Like the bag, bag head uh, creep. It's like soup. Uh, it's like it is. It, it is mumblecore more than uh, anything else. I gotcha. This could be good, but probably not. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 it's not good enough for me to be like. You should definitely check this out. It's got some yeah. like things you might smirk at, uh, but other than that, the the there is ghosts. It's very matter of factly handled. Um, like ghosts. There's the guy uh, D- uh, Dan Backendall. Uh, who's like been in like tons of movies and TV shows and stuff like that. He shows up here. He's got very reflective pants. Um, he's like the, he's like the nice exorcist who suggests that you just beetle juice it. How reflective were his pants? Very reflective. Okay. Very. Yep. Makes sense. No. Makes but sense. Did they ignore him? Okay. They ignore how reflective his pants are or they just his ignore advice. his advice. His mm. advice. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, tell me about Killer Sofa. I can tell you about Killer Sofa. Are you gonna Are you gonna finish up today, or are you gonna save some for next I'll, week? I'll save some for next. Well, I'll hit. I got fifty. We could stop at, and then yeah. it only leaves like one movie, I guess. But well, until next week. But you you can talk about creeps next week too, and I'll just save mine. Sure. Killer Sofa, Jarrett Pick, highly pornographic. Highly pornographic. This film. Uh, so here's the thing. This movie is cute. Super cute. No. That's the most adorable looking chair I've ever seen. Who's that? Those little button eyes. His little button eyes. It is and I gotta say, that is just just great design. Mm-hmm. I think. I told it you. It is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, one of the things that I thought about watching this movie was that there's some there's a disconnect in common terminology, you know, sofa, chair, recliner, couch. Because mm-hmm. I think over here we call couches sofas, but uh, I've never called a chair a sofa. I would call this a chair. Yeah. I would call it killer chair, but I guess that doesn't sound as good. Um, but um, yeah, okay, so this, <laughs> this is a good show. It's about a possessed chair. Um, and, a dibic. A Dybbuk? Yeah, uh, I do like the explanation of the possession and where it kind of leads. Uh, I thought they handled that well. Um, it's pretty good, actually. Like, uh, it does sound shitty. When you say Killer Sofa, you go, eh. Well, it could be a good comedy, but this movie is yeah. played pretty fucking straight. It's played straight. There's very, there, there's a couple one-off jokes, but it's not, it's definitely not a comedy. Well, it opens up with a really cool, like, this, like, dance sequence with this yeah. like really nice music and i'm like what am i about to watch like this is not yeah. what the canadian killer sofa movie would be no this is new zealand killer sofa yeah so you got to watch out for them kiwis uh it's got um yeah no it's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of nice stuff in there like um the interactions between some of the people are really good i i do like just the filming and the presentation of the chair itself, I think is really well done. Where it's like you're focusing on the right stuff. You're you're doing this right. Uh I was gonna say there's some funny stuff in here. Here's an actual quote. Uh text message. Please come to police station ASAP. 
Signed, Inspector Gravy. Mm-hmm. And I went, that sounds ridiculous, but I'm on board with it. Uh, there is some... <clears throat> what else happened in this thing? There's some weird stuff, like uh, a character lights a match and then blows it out and then puts the match in the drawer. And I thought that was strange. I thought it was strange that they would put the match in the drawer. Do you agree, Jared? Hmm. Even blown out, I was like, what if it recatches? Well, exactly. What if it wasn't blown out all the way? Well, that's scary. That is scary. Um, it's got, like, a lot of the actors aren't great, but, like, you don't really mind when you watch this thing. You're kind of just like, ah, that's fine. Uh, the scenes where the chair is doing things are pretty pretty well done. They don't overplay it too much, which I think is good. There's a couple scenes where they go for it, but it's nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, I don't know. It, it actually is – It's it's pretty good. I just I like I like the sofa, the chair. I think he just looks he looks good. It's like I like the way this guy looks. I like him. So uh, it's one of those ones where I think you were trying to sell this a while ago, and you're like, it's pretty good. And I was like, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it pretty good? Uh, but it is. It's a uh, it's worth a it's worth a watch because I remember I I think I watched the first five minutes and I was like, all right. I was like, what is this about here? And then uh, I think about a half an hour in, like there is actual. There's some nice filmmaking mm-hmm. display here. Fine artisanal. It's surprisingly filmmaking. violent. It is, yeah, surprisingly violent, and uh, yeah, it just it it looks pretty good. So I was like, yeah, I like I like how they're showing this thing. It's nice. It's good stuff. But uh, I don't know if you remember anything from it. But um, I, I, I just remember the uh, the Hitchcockian elements. Yeah, the ticking bomb that the audience sees, but not the uh, mm-hmm. people. There, no. uh, I see. I see. With those eyes, yeah. oh man, like a doll's it's, eyes. Honestly, it is a uh, yeah, a doll's eyes. It's a uh, it is perfect design. Like it, it looks really good. There, what's that thing like paradophobia or paradophilia or something where you see uh, faces and things, mm-hmm. where it's like you see human faces and stuff. We actually did that really well too, where it's not just the chair itself, but other things were given kind of like human face characteristics where they just have that that alignment, two dots and then something kind of long underneath where it's like, yeah, that looks like a smile. It was well done in that sense. Okay. It's a good show. Excellent. That's what I'm saying. Are you going to watch Psycho Gorman? I am. Yeah. We can, yeah I'll I, say, I'll, I will. I'll save that one too. Yeah. Are you going to watch Rebecca McKendry's Separation? That's a no. Uh, so this is six minutes long and on Shutter. Why did you? Why did you watch? Because <laughs> uh, I have to know, RJ. I have to know. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, I'll watch this short film. Why not give it a shot? It's only six minutes. I, I never knew that cough acting was so difficult. <laughs> 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 this is um, definitely on the bottom of divorce horror cinema. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Is it, was it her divorce? No, not yet. Um, this, 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 this is about uh, someone's idea of it and being like, isn't oh. that, isn't, wouldn't that be fucked up? And... Wouldn't it be, it's a tall trip. Isn't it fucked up? <laughs> it's bat shit. Oh dear. It is. Yeah, it's bat shit. So anyway, yeah, uh, don't watch this or do. Or do. I'm getting conflicting messages here. Do you want me to watch this or do you not want me to watch I, this? I would love you to watch this. I'm not going to watch it. I know. 
I'm not watching any Rebecca McKendry-based things. Okay. And it's uh, nothing against her. She seems like a fine person, but she does not make good movies. And that is just the stone cold. Well, this one's only six minutes. Maybe you could watch that. I'm still not going to watch watch that Hallmark movie thing of hers. She made a Hallmark movie? Yeah. It's like a thriller. Also not good. Uh, What's it called here? It is called Psycho Granny. No. No? I've seen I've seen that. It's called Mom. I watched it last year and it was incredible. And nothing's gonna top that. Okay. Okay. All right. It's a Christmas movie though, so don't watch it right now. Save it for Christmas. Is what I would recommend. Excellent. Well, you know what, RJ? I'm gonna say let's stop right there. Okay. We got two movies to hold on to and uh I'll okay. I'll I'll, I'll uh, let Saint Maud sit in my brain for another couple weeks. Ah, uh, see if it gets better. <laughs> yeah, better or and you can find you, and you can find out all about why you shouldn't watch The Collector. Uh, I will. I mean, you can talk about it during our normal creep next week because I won't talk about anything. Oh yeah. And you can just talk about other movies. But you got what, like three left? Two, three? Uh, actual movies. Uh, one, yeah. two, three, four. One, well, the ones that I'm four. going to watch. Yeah. Yeah, four movies that you should just watch and okay. uh, go from there. And I'll watch probably another like 60 between now and two weeks i'll get there that's that folks that's like i don't even know how long that's been it's been four hours for us quite a bit but quite a bit quite a bit i mean it's it's not bad like in terms of us but it's fine all holes filled what next week we finish up the samurai 60s swordplay collection no one cares (laughs) it's like one of the least listened to episodes on youtube in a long time the samurai stuff yeah it's good yeah nobody cares do you no no well exciting stuff we're teasing with big things big friends and even bigger laughs yeah but watch what is it samurai spy and kill from some from years the 60s Japanese. Yes. It'll be great. Next week, we're, we're back on track, baby. We're not going anywhere for a long time. For a long time. Oh. Well. Creep it real. And Some might say. Stay in school. Ghoul well. school. Ooh. Interesting. You, you gotta. Do you have a ghoul school wrapped yet for us, RJ? Ghoul school. Ghoul school. Where you go and you watch the movies. Ghoul school. It's pretty cool. That's it. <laughs>